go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you gonna blame the defense? I got the power. Screw Green Bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. to see a Jets Super Bowl. All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk down, boys and girls. Freeze run. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies. And stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to talk to you, boys and girls. Let me introduce my co-pilots. I got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my this way. I got Green Bean down that way to my that way. And I got Mr. Ali from Loyal NY Jet fans joining us tonight as a special guest. Boys, how you doing tonight? Ali, throw it to you first. Welcome aboard. I'm doing well, guys. I'm honored oh, to be on. here. Why can't oh. I hear you right now? Oh, no. We can hear Ali. Mic muted. Try talking no, to him. Whoop. Can you hear me? Ali sounds good. It, it sounds, sounds like it's happening. Chat, let me know if you can hear Ali and Matt. How about me? I'm wondering if that's just a <laughs> setting that I have screwed with on oh, my no. side. Sounds good. Okay, you guys can hear, which is great with the exception of me not being able to hear. <laughs> oh, no. See, this is why we don't change software very often. <laughs> oh, right. I don't hear me saying that, but the chat can. Yeah, I can hear all of us. What the F? All right, Ali, you guys, uh, you do your intro. Matt, if you can lead the show right now. If you guys can hear one, you guys can hear one another? Uh, yeah. Ali, right, you how guys can hear you one another. Friend? You lead the show right now, and then I'll figure yeah. out this end until I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ali. All right, what's going on? What's up, Matt? Uh, congratulations, first of all, Matt. He got engaged, guys. Yeah. Pause in the chat. Thank you. Um, happy New Year to everyone on the panel. Um, and everyone in the chat, I'm happy to be here. We're again with that horrible jet season uh, as upon us. Um, and we're going back to trade trade talks, free agency talk, uh, draft talk, uh, like we always are. So can't wait. Greenbean, how about you? How are you doing? Oh, what a season, O'Leary. You know, I don't know, man. It's good to see Ali. I can't wait to... Talk about the wacky, weird, ridiculous world that is the New York Jets. Today, another just weird day. So, yeah, let's do it, man. I'm excited. I have my audio back. So I can hear people again. So <laughs> Hopefully you guys can hear me and everything's working the right way. Boys and girls, very excited to be talking with you tonight. All you have to do if you want to be entered into our jersey or t-shirt giveaway at the end of the show is leave a comment down below. If you're watching after the fact, leave a timestamp comment down below. Other than that, Super Chat's going to go in as well as last week's timestamped comments from last week's stream. So we look forward to having you guys in here. Make sure you hit those milk thumbs, boys and girls. We definitely throwing timers on the screen when I'm trying to do the milk thumb thing. Mmm, yeah. milk thumbs. <laughs> you got it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, so just so you guys know, I don't know if you saw this uh, in the chat just now. Mr. Blitz Crew coming in says congrats matt freeze ryan 
Wow. Oh, wow. So I, I don't know how to freeze myself because I built it for a three-person panel. So give me one second, and I'll do a faux freeze. There he goes. In real time. Well, I appreciate really everyone's kind where Blitz Crew, I appreciate the the super chat. Now, one third of all your super chats will be going to the wedding fund. Um, so I just want everyone in the chat to <laughs> no. know that one, a third of well, YouTube gets their cut, and then a third of that is now going into the wedding cut, uh, the wedding fund. So but so many people reached out to me, whether a text, <laughs> there he goes, he's frozen. A well, text or on uh on social media. So it really meant the world. Uh it's been a really it was a really fun weekend. <laughs> up in lake george and uh yeah now ryan's gonna be frozen for like what a minute and 40 seconds seven se that's an absurd amount of time for him to be frozen yeah it's long yeah i'm freeze. gonna freeze this i'm gonna stop at one i just didn't feel like changing the timer that's quite okay <laughs> but i appreciate it blitz crew thank you you can actually posing yeah i'm just gonna hard. i'm gonna freeze the pose the whole time that's hard man this, I'm, in, I'm gonna be impressed here this is good so if you guys haven't heard this uh dalvin cook roger roger saffold Released! Ali, how are you feeling about Cook and Saffold being released here? <laughs> um, it's pathetic. Uh, Joe Douglas, masterclass again. Um, it's just about, I think, with Dalvin Cook, I think people are, are looking at him as a terrible player. Yeah, he wasn't. he's not the same Dalvin Cook. But again, the offensive play calling wasn't there. The offensive line, we had no offensive line. Uh, so I can't blame fully on Dalvin Cook. He obviously wanted to come here because of Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of the guys that wanted to come to the New York Jets was because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, four plays in the season, gone. So Dalvin Cook really didn't have any usage there. I didn't really understand Michael Carter cut because it should have just been Dalvin Cook instead of Michael Carter. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't know what Joe Douglas has planned, but, you know, they're on the hot seat this season, this offseason. So they got to figure stuff out. Um, it just makes no sense at all with Dalvin Cook coming in. I mean, I was ecstatic about it in the beginning of it, and I kind of went decline after Rodgers went down, and he really didn't do much. So um, it is what it is. It's that kind of season once again for the Jets that we just can't hit on top-tier free agents uh, that we bring in. Um, it just keeps happening. I mean, if we didn't have Alan Lazard, those two guys are probably the worst contracts we had right now. So um, it, it's just it's just idiotic and frustrating as a Jets fan um just watching this team just keep sucking at signing good players and making them bad green bean how you feeling about the uh now i'm shifting my stuff around. how you feeling about the <laughs> uh dalvin cook release well i i agree with ali i i think it's like um you know look, before the season a lot of us you know it was like you know we were all so excited we're at camp and we're yelling dalvin cook and it was just like it was fun the idea of bringing on a guy, you know, they, we didn't need him. It wasn't like we were depending on him. A nice piece to kind of throw into the into the mix. And um, it, it, number one, it was clearly an overpay. I I, I thought he was going to make like I don't know four million dollars or something like that. We ended up paying him twice that. And uh, and then like Ali said, like you know, I mean, yeah, Rogers went down. The offensive line stinks. But it's like, I didn't even get the whole thing. Like, he clearly is not Brees Hall, right? Clearly. And there was a lot of, like, force feeding and trying to get it. was like, it's one of the things this year that just didn't fit. It didn't seem to make sense. 
Um, I didn't think we needed to do it in the first place. Again, it was exciting. Fine. Bring on a name like Dalvin Cook. Yay, Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook. Yay. It was like a big, exciting thing. But throughout the season, it's just like it was a big waste of space. It never worked. Uh, even and like he said one time, you know, why why aren't you doing very good? You know, they ask him. He goes, I don't know. I'm getting three carries. You know, it takes time to get into a rhythm. So even on that front, it's like you're not going to use them to the point where you use them. But it's like then you don't use them. It's, it was just a big mess, and it just falls right into line with the confusing kind of haphazard way that they built the team this year. And it's disappointing. You know, he's got, what, 215 yards or something like that total. No touchdowns. And uh, now we cut him. And, I, and I'm going to tell you guys why. I, we're not cutting him because we don't need him or because, he, you know, he's disappointing. We're cutting him specifically so he can go to another team and look great for this season to be that much more painful for us. That's the reason we're cutting him. That's the only – it's very similar to Flacco and how that shit worked out for us. You know, the only thing left – I'm going to tell you what's left, guys. If you guys want to know what, what we're in for this year, the Niners are, gonna, are going to uh, need Sam Darnold to come in. Purdy's going to get hurt, and Sam Darnold's going to take him to the mother effing Super Bowl, and he's going to be playing against Dalvin Cook and or Joe Flacco, and that's what's going to happen. That's the only reason that we cut. Roger Saffold is going to go get signed. He's going to have a key block for Dalvin <laughs> Cook on a 96-yard run for a touchdown. That's what I – that's the reason. When I saw it, I went, oh, good, still time for him to ruin my day. And that's where, that's the way I see it. I think it's bullshit. I think this whole season's acquisitions was was hot garbage. I think the draft sucked. And I think everything blows, and this just falls right into line. I expect nothing less. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see it happen, Ryan. I love that take. That's fantastic. Uh, Crossfire comes <laughs> in. He says, what's up, guys? Long time no see. Did you all miss me? Yes, we did, Crossfire. We missed you. He said, first and foremost, congratulations to Matt on the engagement. Second, what's up, Ali? That's it. Just want to say hi. Crossfire. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Crossfire. Yeah. I see Crossfire all the time. He's in the beanbagger uh chat he actually you know what he you know what he's doing he bought a uh a a trophy with like for the our fantasy league mm -hmm. he bought a trophy that has like because it's the bean bag yeah it's like a testicle bag brass balls <laughs> hanging i gotta show you guys a picture i gotta show you it's brilliant uh crossfire i can't wait till give it to somebody it's gonna be amazing so before i get matt's take on this particular topic i do want to acknowledge I thought I was eliminated from all my fantasy lineups and I was really frustrated because I got the highest score in three straight weeks like to end the season. And I was like, man, I was like, I just missed the playoffs. I found out yesterday I won the championship in one of my leagues without touching a thing throughout the playoffs of the of fantasy. Brees oh Hall, my, my dude, <laughs> saving me in the end. I ended up winning by 14 points. He got an 18 spot. So very happy there. Uh, hmm. O'Leary, how are you feeling about this Dalvin Cook stuff and Roger Saffold? release well roger saffold the signing was a pacifier move from joe douglas he saw you know everyone crying about the offensive line just like they were the quarterback and he said i'll, I'll go you know we'll we'll make a move for a quarterback here's trevor simeon uh and then oh you wanted to trade a seventh round pick for ezra cleveland no we're gonna sign someone who's not in playing shape actually instead 
um, in, in Saffold. Then he'll just be on the practice squad, and like we have no intention of playing him. Just this is a move to appease the fans. And for Dalvin Cook, like, I mean, there, there were signs there last year that he wasn't going to be a good player. Like the, the fall off began last year. Um, his yards per rush over expected. He was worse than the league last year. He's worse than the league this year. Um, you know, he put up a thousand yards. So people saw that and said, oh, my God, like a thousand yard back this is perfect. But if you dug a little bit deeper, there were signs that it wasn't going to age well. And I didn't like I didn't think it would be this bad. I thought he could be, at least be like semi serviceable for this team. But he was even worse than what I, I thought you know he would be on this team, which is unfortunate. I would have loved to be proven wrong. I, w- I wish he had a thousand yards and ten touchdowns right now. But instead, you know, he's going to allegedly go to a contender. Like, what contender is going to sign Dalvin Cook? I, I don't believe anyone is going to actually sign this guy. I'm trying to think. Baltimore just lost their running back in uh, Mitchell. That would be a good spot for him. Yeah, I was thinking Ravens, too. I think that's a perfect spot for him. That'd be absolutely wild. As long as it hurts us. As long as he could go be successful and it hurts me, that's all I care about. (laughs) Lou comes in and says, Green Bean's rant is classic. Loved it. Oh, good. There you go, Lou. Uh, Blitzkrieg says, Aaron gets a red shirt. Who did we acquire this year that turned out well outside of the rookies? Um, outside of the rookies, who did we acquire that was good or okay? I, Quentin Jefferson. Qu- oh, yeah. yeah, Quentin Jefferson and Al Woods. Those are two good names. Those were, they were good. Right. Yeah. I agree. I don't know if I well, go anywhere so else. Is there anybody else? Anybody? I don't, I don't think so. Lazard, you wouldn't put up there. No, um, no. corner. Zard had that room, touchdown catch in the Chiefs game. That was great. Remember that? Oh yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Zach threaded an arrow or threaded a needle. Oh, that was what? A, I mean, that might have been his best pass of his whole career, and it was a great catch. Like, what a great play we had there. Oh, unreal, unreal, right? Like that was the best play of the season. It uh, was possibly it was so good. As far as my <laughs> thoughts on Dalvin Cook and Roger Saffold. I agree with where Matt was going with this. I feel like Roger Saffold was the move that was made similar to James Robinson last year. Brees Hall goes down. We got to make a move. We got to make sure people feel like it's it's one of those rah-rah moves for the locker room. And it's like, hey, you know, ABT goes down. All right, let's get Saffold in here. Oh, Rogers goes down. Okay, well, I guess we're getting Simeon in here. Not that either one of those brings you the confidence that AVT or Rogers brings you, but it's that same pacifier st- type of move that you make to appease the fan base and at least send a signal to the locker room that you're not just going to roll over and, uh, you know, go kaput. I, they, they might have even told Roger Saffold, like, hey, just stay at home. I, this guy definitely doesn't even exist. He's like Bigfoot. Uh-huh. No idea if he's around. <laughs> and as far as, like, Dalvin Cook goes, dude, I bought into the hype. I was there at training camp chanting Dalvin Cook's name. I, oh, I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. I loved him coming out of college. I just, you know, I, I heard what Nania was saying and all the different stuff as far as, like, uh, yards over expected and you know he's he's toast blew it was saying he was toast and i was just like no you'll be fine aaron Rodgers, come on what could possibly go wrong and everything went wrong and he's awful he's terrible and yeah i think baltimore would be the best landing spot for him that i can think of right now without having looked at the nfc side of the bracket um but that would be wild dalvin cook and odell the guys that were supposed to lead us to a super bowl end up in baltimore leading Baltimore potentially to a Super Bowl. Sounds like a Jets thing to happen. It really oh, yeah. does. It really does. Great. I expect nothing less. Now, as far as, like, 
the the playoffs go and where things are sort of headed for the rest of the league. We've got a big, not we, well, I guess we do. We have a big matchup this week with Patriots and Jets, as well as Dolphins and Bills. So you got the battle for the top of the division. Go Bills. Uh, and then you got the battle for the bottom of the division. Uh, screw Bill Belichick. I'm going in this win-win. <laughs> There's no uh, no downside for this week. Uh, so I guess, Matt, what are your thoughts on both matchups? The top of the division with the Bills and the Dolphins and the bottom of the division with us and the Patriots. Both big implications, but for totally different reasons. Uh, I like the Bills. They are hot right now. Uh, I think they you know, got hot at the right time. They're a team that nobody wants to play. Uh, and Miami got their doors blown off this past week. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a bounce back spot for them. Um, they struggled against Buffalo the, the first time these two teams played. And like I said, I, th I just think Buffalo hit their stride and they're the hot team right now and they're going to win this game. As for the Jets and the Pats, I have no idea on this one. <laughs> I, I really don't. I could see a way where, you know, the Jets sneak out an ugly one uh, and they win. And Bill Belichick goes out with a loss and you feel good for a little bit. And then a part of you is like, well, the draft positioning and that stinks. But then if you lose to Bill Belichick once again, and like that's the, his final game as a Patriot, as Patriots head coach is a win over the Jets. And like, I, I don't, I think it's a lose, lose situation for the Jets. So I'm going to go back to old reliable, go numb, whatever happens, happens. And uh, I can't believe, I will say this though. I can't believe that Robert Sala is saying that there's a, like if Zach Wilson's healthy, he's going to play. That's like bullying at this point to put Zach Wilson back in there against the Patriots. He is horrific against New England every single time. Yeah, if you really wanted to bottom out your trade value on Zach Wilson, you play him against the Patriots in the final game of the season. Like at least you could say, oh, well, he didn't play well versus the Dolphins because he got concussed on the second play of the game. Look what he did just before that. This right. is the nice shiny toy that we can then trade. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on the top of the division and the bottom of the division? Uh, well, I know that actually makes sense. What you guys are saying about the bottoming out of Zach's value. I um, I have a, a feeling that Zach's going to play. And um, I also have a feeling that Zach's parting gift to us will be to knock us from pick six to pick 12 uh, in the draft and have the one game where he beats Bill Belichick. And, and all the Jets fans can say, yay, we ended the streak. And. It, you know, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I, I hope, um, I hope it this this week ends in a way that can help us. Uh, I, uh, I'm pretty cynical right now. Um, I just this season has beaten me to a pulp. It might be one of the more difficult seasons. Like I'm exhausted by this season. Like the and again, like the cutting of Dalvin Cook and Saffold today. We paid Saffold three hundred and seventy thousand, almost three hundred and eighty thousand dollars to sit on our practice squad for a couple. Can you imagine, man? That's more like, money than the fine that David Tepper got for throwing his drink on a fan. And for those of you guys that don't know, David Tepper yeah. is worth $20.6 billion, which if you account for like $100,000 salary, if you made $100,000 a year, that's the equivalent fine of $1.46. $1.46. Well, how $1. much was this on fine? I don't even salary. know. I didn't even see how much is. I saw the clip. I didn't see how much he was fined. 300 yeah. grand. Yep. Yeah, I know. He's like, whatever, man. He's but a it's like, you know, I don't, it's just a matter, you know, dude, not only is it, you know, that much for him, but think about what that would be for us, man. Imagine mm -hmm. just going, hey, we just need you to sit here, you know, kind of, we're going to feed you. We want you to gain some weight. You can lift some weights, drink some protein shakes, 
and we'll pay you four hundred grand. Like, okay, wild. I'm in, dude. <laughs> but you know, but it just—I don't know. It kind of—it just—it's like I don't know, man. We have one more week, and it's just—I can't wait to see. Like, I'm trying to figure out the most most creative thing that can happen that could make us look like boneheads. Uh, for supporting this franchise, I'll tell you what. Like uh, we were talking about it last night, Ryan. I, mm-hmm. I the, the the one thing about this division, like I like the idea. Like I look, I mean, somebody's got to win it, right? It's the Bills or the Dolphins. I hate them both. It's the whole thing. But for me personally, like I I hate the Bills less than I do the Dolphins. It's just a thing for me. I I know not all Jets fans feel the same way, but that's where I am with it. So to to watch Miami be like the number one offense in the league, and they've been the you know number one in our division since the beginning of the season, to see them we you know the last week of the season fall, you know lose two in a row and kind of limp into the playoffs, losing the division that that that's something I can chew on. That makes me a little happy. You know what I mean? It's like something. I get something. And because it's something, it leads me to believe I won't get it. Which would the only positive there is maybe the Buffalo Bills don't even make the playoffs. There's that. That could be nice. But I still think knocking Miami down would be good. Put them in the wild card game. Watch them lose like they always do. It'd be so fun to me. Because I root with I'm rooting with hate now, Ryan. That's all I got left, buddy. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm I'm with you on this one. I as far as uh Miami winning, I want them to have to travel to Buffalo to have to win a playoff game. I do not want them to have the benefit of being down there on South Beach and doing whatever they want to do in their stadium. No, uh-uh, not happening, not flying. Ali, what are your thoughts on the top of the division, Bills, Dolphins? What are your thoughts on the bottom of the division, Jets, Patriots? Yeah, for, I mean, for the AFC East, that game, um, you know, for the Buffalo Bills in the beginning of the season, I told them, people would call me crazy. I'm like, the Bills are overrated. Um, they need to make a change if they want to make a run. They made a change by firing their offensive coordinator, and now look at what they've done after they fired him. They needed this run to get back in the groove of things, and that's exactly what they did, and they're probably one of the hottest teams in the league with the Ravens, Um, and they're going to be a dangerous team to watch in the playoffs, and the Chiefs are not looking too great, so the Bills have a chance of running it to the AFC Championship, and you don't know what's going to happen after that. So obviously I'm going for Buffalo. I really don't – I like the guys on Buffalo, but – you know, Diggs has to step up because we have not seen Diggs do anything for the last few weeks. Diggs going to have to play a big role if they want to win this game. Miami, I hate Miami. They have Rex and Berrios over there. They got Mike White over there. They got a lot of former Jets over there. Um, I just – I don't like Miami at all. Um, and I, I'd rather root for the Buffalo Bills and taking the AFC East. And then for the, the garbage game um, in Foxborough, um, I'm just rooting for our stars to shine. Again, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, have a nice, have a nice time. Like that's pretty much what it is. I think, I think Brees Hall needs to have I think a hundred something yards of scrimmage yards to uh, top Thomas Jones, um, and that's kind of what I'm rooting for. So you know that's the little things that we want to root for. Obviously, last year in Foxborough, the Jets absolutely absolutely stinker. They lost in the worst way possible. It was a punt return touchdown, and that was the only score of the game. Uh, so this game is definitely going to be a really trashy team going at each other. The Jet- Patriots defense is always really good against us, um, and they're decently been really well this year. I don't know how the Jets offense, who's dead last, is going to move the damn ball on Bill Belichick. 
But it would be also cool to just beat Bill Belichick. I don't know what's going on with the Jets. I just want the season to be over. Uh, dude, I can feel that. As far as Bills and Dolphins, I do not like the Dolphins. Specifically, the players that we wound up kind of giving them or, you know, releasing from here, they wind up going over there. So, like, that's super bitter. I, you know, I look at McDaniel and I think, like, wow, that could have been our offensive coordinator. It would have been nice to have that offense here. See Tyreek over there. He could have wound up being a New York Jet. He didn't choose us. Like, just everything about Miami. The fans, sorry, Dolphins fans that are in here, you guys suck. <laughs> you guys are yeah. miserable. You guys have been in my DMs nonstop the entire season. You guys get one win against Dallas, and you're all high and mighty, and then you get smacked down to earth by Baltimore. You guys are going to go on the road to Buffalo. Buffalo's going to blow your doors off two weeks in a row. That's what I want to see. Now, as far as the Jets and the Patriots go, I'm kind of looking at it as a win-win, but also as a lose-lose. It's a very weird situation because there's two different types of fans from an anger perspective at the dynasty up north. And it's, I hate Bill Belichick because of what he did to the New York Jets and leaving us, and that should have been us. And then it's, I hate the New England Patriots because they're our division rival and they're going to be here forever. So it's, it's weird. If you want to do the worst thing for Bill Belichick, it's beating his ass, making it so he needs 27 wins to get the win record. That means he's got to have three seasons of nine wins or more. And if he's leaving New England, I think it's going to be a little tougher unless he winds up in like LA or something along those lines. And then by that same respect, if you hurt Belichick's win-loss record, you are helping the Patriots draft pick by moving him forward. So, so the Patriots could wind up getting the next franchise quarterback and Belichick won't be a part of it. And that you know could be the thing that hurts him the most. Then on the other side of things, if the Jets lose, it hurts the Patriots draft pick, so they slide down. But then you're running into this weird situation of like, all right, well, they move down, we lose, it extends the streak, it's 16-0. I'll be honest, it's frustrating from a draft pick perspective because even if the Jets lose, the chances of us moving from eight to seven to six to five to any one of those three spots is very slim because all three opponents in front of us or all three teams that are in front of us that we need to win are playing teams that really are going to try and win outside of maybe the Chargers. Chargers are playing the Chiefs, Giants are playing the Eagles, and the Titans are playing the Jaguars. So all those teams are probably going to try and win, thus yep. the Jets not getting the benefit of one of those other teams in front of us, you know, getting a win and us moving up. The teams behind us, we need them to win. So just in case we do win, we don't push ourselves further back. Well, right. guess who's playing who? You got the, uh, like, mm. all the teams they're playing. I'm pretty sure the only one that's, like, sort of close is going to be Raiders and Broncos because they benched Russell Wilson, and now there's some fire with, uh, you know, Pierce over in, in Vegas. So maybe they wind up winning, and I think I could see the Jets' floor as maybe the 11th pick, but I think the rest of those teams are going to wind up losing. So the Jets are really holding this, this deck of cards saying, yeah. all right, what are we going to do? How are we going to come out here and look? So from a draft pick perspective, I don't particularly want to fall out of the top 10 because I would like to have the option of the most players possible or to trade down and get the most uh, possible draft picks coming back to us. But as far as like, do I want to hurt Belichick or do I want to hurt the Patriots more? I think I want to hurt Belichick more. Screw that guy. Like if I can, if, if us winning requires him to coach four years instead of the three years that it would have taken him to get the record, you know what? Good. Screw that guy. I'm all about it. I don't know. Done with Belichick. Ryan, Matt, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. I want Belichick just out of here and out of our miserable life, right? Like he's, it's been Bill and the Patriots and Tom Brady pretty much for my entire 
fandom. My entire Jets fandom has been surrounded by those two making life hell. So I just want him. I want him totally gone. I don't know. Also, though, like you want the streak to end, right? Losing to the Patriots this many times in a row has been so embarrassing. But is it going to feel the same in a meaningless week 18 game as it would going up, you know, when it actually matters or like any of the other times it could have happened? So I don't know. I really have mixed feelings on this one. I really do. Yeah, I mean, the Patriot fans want to lose. Like, that's the most frustrating part is, like, if we do what we want to do, they get what they want. And I don't want that. I want them to hurt as much as possible. I I feel like a draw is probably the best thing because then Belichick doesn't get the win, you know, column strike. And we don't move draft position. We stay in the same spot. It honestly might be a draw. If if it's anything like last year, it's going to be a draw. Ugh, nice 0-0 stinker. Greenbean, your thoughts? Well, let me let me say this first. I did a thing this week where I decided because I'm in a hurt my own feelings mood, right? Uh, I I did a thing where I looked over the all time record, uh, the Jets versus the Patriots. Do you want to know how bad this is? Okay, this is. Uh, so in the since 2001, we've played them 45 times. I think it is right. That is 23 years, right? 22 years. Let's say. Hmm. 44 times, right? Isn't that what it is? Fuck, forget Sure, me. math. Um, right. So <laughs> we beat them. We beat them in the times. playoffs. So you got to add one extra one in there. Well, right. Does that, okay. So that, if, if that gives us two, <laughs> we beat them nine times. With that being worth two, uh, nine times in 44 tries. That's what it is. Okay. Now, the last 20 years, like, like Matt is saying, right? So we beat them, I don't know, four times. Since so since 2009, uh, we beat them one, two, three, four, five times since 2009. Here's the thing, guys. I hate the Patriots. I hate Bill Belichick. But we couldn't beat them one time, or let's say five times out of the last 20 years, whatever it is, 15 years, 14 years, five times when it meant something. This, the only thing it means is some sort of moral bullshit that we're doing, right? That's it. As far as the New York Jets are concerned, beating them now is like, it's taking the bait. You know what I mean? It's like, they just like Ryan was saying, they want to lose. The Patriot fans would be hurt more if they win than if they lose. Bill Belichick could care less. He's got, you ever see his rings and all the shit that he does? He don't care. He's going to get, if he wants a job, he's got a job within five seconds. Some team will hire Bill Belichick in the firing cycle this year if he wants a job. It's it's, it's not even a question in my mind. So So he's fine. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, Brian. But so he's fine. The only thing, like, so when it meant something all these years, we couldn't figure out a way to beat them since they fucking gave the ball away in overtime. They chose to defer. That's what it took for us to beat them. That's the one time we got since fucking, what, what was, since 2014. 13. 15, I think, was the last one 15. with Fitz. That, that was 2015, but I'm saying that's the one victory the last time before that was October of 2013. We needed them to defer in the overtime. 
And here we are, we're talking about this, the last game of the year when they're going to get a franchise quarterback and, and, and we move back, you know, five, six spots in a, in a draft when, when there are some serious, like if we're at pick seven or whatever it is, you know, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. we might get one of the top three tackles. We might really do that. You push us back to 11 and who knows what happens. We could be just like last year, the Broderick Jones thing. And we're, and we're drafting some guy that we are made to believe is number one on Joe Douglas's board that we don't need out uh, of fuck. What other position? A cornerback. That's what we'll draft a cornerback. You know what I mean? But he's the best. He's the best on our board though. Who gives a shit, man? We need offensive linemen. So, like, that's the thing for me. Like, do I want to lose? It sucks that I that I that I would root for Belichick, and that's not what's happening. But, dude, come on, man. Is this really worth anything more than the draft right now? We couldn't beat them for twenty years. They owned our shit. It's time to just accept it. it the the streak is currently fifteen. Do you think 16, does it mean anything? Just fucking stick a damn fork in this season. Give me the better draft pick, and let's start fresh next year, and let's work on starting a new streak and beating the Patriots when it when it matters. This is, I don't know, man. It's just, it's killing me. That's how so, I feel, Ryan. So I'll give you one little, like, nugget of hope, and that's there, there were rumors that Bill Belichick may want to go to Washington, and I think that's because they got the Walmart money over in Denver with the new owners. Now, you know, you see Sean Payton's contract. I'm sure Belichick wants some nice new money down in Washington. He goes to the NFC East. If he beats us, he guarantees himself a quarterback in Washington by moving them up further. So it's kind of like this weird, like, screw you, Patriots. I'm going to win, beat ah. the Jets because screw them, then go to Washington, pick the quarterback I want in front of the Jets. They don't get their tackle. And then he's like, I'm a happier than a pig and shit. Ali, anything to add? Why is this what we're talking about right now? Like, why at the end of the season? we got a game this week, dude. This is, are you not hyped for this? Come on, Ali. This is exciting shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It, it's just, it's, it, it, I'm brain dead from this team, man. I, like, I used to be so positive, and everyone knew me as a positive person. And I always tried to, I was like Richie. Richie's always positive about something, mm. about this team. But and I was just like that when I first started, and now I'm just done. I'm I don't know what to say. Like even at work, I'm like, yeah, of course we just suck. I talk crap. I work with Eagles fans, so I've been talking crap all year because you lost to the Jets. You lost to this bad team. Right. Like I understand my team is bad, but you're losing to the Jets. So like I know my team sucks. I hate that. You know I hate going into work, and this being my career in sports, and Jets being my team, and they just suck. Every year, they haven't shown anything. The longest drought in sports in USA, in major sports, is very stupid. And the Jets have the most passionate fans, the most passionate content creators. They have everything going for them, and they can't put a right quarterback on the damn field. When your quarterback goes week one, they couldn't bring another quarterback in. And that kind of shows you how this team is run. It starts from the top to the bottom. Everyone needs to get go and go. Like literally, everyone needs to get. It has to be a reboot. Oh man, just I just stupid. hate hearing that because we got all next year to go. Uh, Jay Pisani comes in says, "Has any GM started as bad as Joe Douglas has and actually turned it around?" I don't know if anyone's gotten this bad and still kept a job. I think that's more my my interest in the question. 
uh, chat, let us know if is there anyone that you know of from a GM perspective that has had this rough of a go of things as Joe Douglas has had and yeah. maintained his job. I have one example, Ooh, but he's okay. no longer employed. So there's that. Would it uh, have been the San Francisco 49ers when they took Alex Smith? No, um, but Steve Keim mm. in Arizona, uh, he had, he, he, um, number one, there was the whole drunk driving thing and all that stuff, the DUI shit, and he had to go to rehab and all that kind of stuff. They didn't fire him through that. But he hired Vance Joseph, I think it was, as a head coach, used their first-round pick to draft Josh Rosen, uh, fired them both in one year, and then hired what's-his-face, uh, Klinghofer, yeah, Klingsbury, Kingsbury, Klingenhofer, <laughs> Dingleberry, yeah, and then, you know, so I mean, again, like he's gone now. I think they got rid of him before um, uh, this last offseason, I believe. But again, like, but they held him through all that. So, and that was a train wreck. You know what I mean, look, don't forget, while he was employed, they kept him through that. The Arizona ownership offered Mike McCarthy when he wanted to be the Jets coach, they offered him full control. So if he would have said yes, they were firing Steve Kime. He just sat there and he just sat there and took it. You know what I mean? And I did because he didn't so that's how bad it was. They offered Mike McCarthy full control of the whole team. And he just said, No, no, no. If it's not the Jets, and that's another stupid thing. Isn't that fun? Uh, if it's not the Jets, i I don't want to coach any other team but the Jets. If it's not the Jets, I'll I'm going to take a year off. We hired Adam Gase. It just never stops. The comedy, the, the cavalcade of comedy just continues. Of It's wonderful. This is the most beautiful place to live as a fan. I, I tell you, never stops. <laughs> Matt, anything to add about the GM and his horrible start so far? I was trying to think of a good example, and I really can't think. Of, this is such, it's so unique, though, because you look at, like, well, he gets a pass because Rodgers gets hurt this year. And it was like, well, they had a quarterback problem last year. And 2019 doesn't really count because he didn't have free agency. And then, well, in 2020, he was tearing it down. So do we count that one? Like, eventually, at, at this point with how long it's been, I can't keep doing the, well, this excuse or that excuse, injuries, tear down, whatever. Like, uh, eventually, you got to win some cooking games. So... Um, I don't know. I can't think of a good example or a good comparison. Ali, any thoughts on the GM? Yeah. Um, what can he do? Um, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm numb. let's go to the off season. That's where we win. Right. So. Right. Uh, while wave comes in says, I agree with green bean. Why give new England their quarterback? It's chess. So I almost want to like, I don't know. I have this weird complex where I think if I give them the best draft pick, they're going to get the best guy. But I also think if they – like I'm not a huge Caleb Williams or Drake May guy at the top of this draft. And there's this other side of panic is like, ha-ha, we beat you or, or we, we let you beat us and you move down and then we still stink and then they still get the quarterback that they want anyway. So Or they take the offensive lineman. Like maybe that's the move they make and they wind up going for Cousins because we have – beat or because we allowed them not allowed them to beat us but they wound up beating us so they take the tackle instead of the quarterback and they wind up taking like Penix in the second round or something I just i have this terrible feeling that everything's gonna go horribly wrong for us no matter what blitz crew comes and says remind eagles fans that they lost four of the last five ollie mm. they're in bad shape 
Yeah, they're, they're they're pretty damn bad right now. They're, I don't know what's going on with them. I think they're gonna. Uh, get I don't bounced. think they, they have no connections right now. Like they have no chemistry right now. It's it's really odd. It's really odd. I what's think going on. Tampa knocks them out. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. Nose kills drops in with a super chat. Says making a bingo card to fill during the Pats game. Uh, to make it watchable. Suggestions. I already got Hackett run run pass. Becton false start. <laughs> Rogers shaking his head and a Lazard drop. Ooh. Um. God, it'd be great if Dalvin Cook signed before this game somewhere else and we had Dalvin Cook touchdown for another team or something stupid like that. Um, Ali, what's a good bingo square that you could put on a board? If anyone has one, they could raise their hand and, and go first. Mm. Clemens yelling at Bill Belichick. Mm. Yeah. It's a decent one. It's a yeah, decent Clemens one. starting to fight. Right. How, how many times they bring up 15 losses in a row? Oh. Uh. Yeah, that's gonna be that's like an brilliant. over under five or something like that. What about um like CBS showing on the broadcast that Bill Belichick used to be the Jets defensive coordinator? And then like mm, yeah, you know, see they that. they'll talk about the napkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The napkin, right. Mm-hmm. This is so they're, good. They're they're gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers and how the season could have been, and they're gonna yeah. be like, Oh, next year. Yeah, they'll talk about the draft picks. You can you throw a whole bunch of stuff on there. I do like the ones he's going with, though, because Roger's shaking his head, I feel like, is just a consistent since week one. Um, mm-hmm. Becton false start. Dude's a penalty machine. Becton sack? Throw that in there. Yeah. Almost a given. Um, hey, is YouTube working for you guys? Uh, um, I've got a little froze. spinny thing. Yeah, me too. I just refreshed it. Yeah, I just, just mine's been like that for about 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Oh, Here it's working go. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it looked like it was gone. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Now I don't know. Now I'm confused. Look, we're back. Let me see. Are we back? People, I'm just looking at the, the chat, making sure people are, they can actually see us. I think we're good. I hope we're good. Do we look good? Oh, I should probably hit the live button over here. Okay, yeah, we're moving. We're moving to shaking right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, but how about um? I I think you guys are so right, dude. They're gonna show all the stuff with Belichick. Sorry, mm-hmm. I fucking hit the thing over here. Um, the uh, they're gonna show. How about you know? They might even show. Did you guys see like last year, or whatever? Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. They were walking around MetLife and they wanted him to go in the Jets locker room, and they both stood there and went, "I'm not going in there. I would fuck. I want to go." Did you see that? Mm-hmm. They'll probably show that too. Oh, okay. lovely. Jay Pizzani says, uh, Kling Heifer, GQ Santa. Uh, he's making fun of me, right, Jack? You know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, I like Kling Heifer. That was uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, there you go. Yeah, Cliff Klinghoffer. You can, I would call you GQ Santa. I think you're beautiful. Oh, shucks. Awesome, That's a compliment, Thank 100%. You. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll take it. Thanks, guys. Lucky Thanks, Leo Jack. comes in. Yeah, we're here for you. I'm here to lift you up. Uh, mm. King Leo says, I want to lose to get the best draft pick. A win does nothing. Who cares? Who? Uh, what does a win do anyways? Next year, we sweep them. It'll be sweeter. That's kind of where I fell on a lot of this was like, what does this win actually mean if the fan base for the Patriots is like happy that we beat them? Because the Patriots fans are the ones we got to deal with the rest of the time. Like, I look, Belichick already has six rings. Like, I don't give a shit if he gets one more win against us to some degree. Um and I feel like a win with Rodgers at the helm is a lot more meaningful than a win where they're trying, not trying to lose, but a, a win where Trevor Simeon is our starting quarterback. Um, 
Ali, any thoughts about uh, the win being sweeter next year versus this year? Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be sweeter next year. But again, with the draft stuff, like, can you guarantee that pick will be a starter and a, an MVP candidate for the Jets? No, you can't do that. The Jets control their own destiny this Sunday. Just got to win. Like, you can't really control anything uh, in the draft. You always get something wrong. These high quarterbacks go. These offensive line goes. These wideouts go. They become busts. Uh, you don't know for a fact that they're going to be a bust or a star. So you got to just go win the game. It helps the young guys. If you want to keep some guys on this team next year and have some confidence in the team, that's more, I feel like, better than our draft that we just don't know. Like, and we don't know what's going to happen there. So I think a win is just a better scenario here because it's just, it doesn't make sense if we're just tanking for a pick that we just don't know if it's going to pan out. Grimmie, what about you? You think this win will be well, so much sweeter next year? Well, and I look, I do. I, I agree with Leo. And I hear Ali. I do. But I want to say this. Now, Ali, I clearly, I might be a year or two older than you, right? So I'm not <laughs> sure. We'll talk about it later. But um, here's the thing. I can, I can remember at least a dozen years. I mean, I, I'm not even kidding you, man. Where we said exactly that. To end the season on a win is good for the team the young guys and the truth is the the young guys that we have on the team they're under contract they're not going anywhere anyway they're stuck if we want them so they you know they, they shut your face man and you get on the field you play if we want you to play you know, like garrett wilson Brees hall sauce the you know jermaine johnson i hear it i get it but i think um like when you look back at so many years that that one or two spots that we moved the one year it was getting uh chris long which is who we wanted we ended up with vernon golston uh and there's just there's so many opportunities look look at last year right when we just moved back two spots different reason but when we you know we traded with the packers and the truth is i think we would have drafted broderick jones i know what flight 23 said and all this stuff and i okay it's fine but i think we would have taken broderick jones if we if he was on the board when we picked and if we were at if we were in front of the Patriots I think we'd have Broderick Jones um because look the the, the Jets tried to sign Orlando Brown there, there's lots of reason to support that right lots of reasons to believe that's the case uh, I think it would be good and don't forget too man guys if we win this game Robert Sala can walk up to the podium with a happy smile on his face and start talking about winning three of the last five and we, you know, we we finally we put it together and and all that kind of bullshit. And the truth is, I think there's more value in the pain right now. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. Like this kind of a win, I totally get what you're saying, Ali. 100 percent And believe me, I think about that shit. And I'd be lying if I told you I didn't say that many years. No, dude, it's good. We got young guys. One of I've I've said it. I don't think that's the case this year. I think that this win, I think they're going to try to win. I don't think anybody's tanking to be straight. I don't think we're tanking. Um, if we were, we'd see Zaire Barnes and Trey Dean and all the, if that's, we would see all those guys. They'd be pulling everybody. Echoes would, would be starting, uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, we would see uh, Will McDonald would play the whole game. Uh, but so I Dude, don't that think pisses me off not seeing Will so McDonald stupid, like Ryan. it's yeah, it's right? ridiculous it's absolutely absurd not to mention like I'm terrified about what's happening to like the Dolphins right now with Phillips and Chubb like God forbid we lose one of our stuff 
studs that we need for next year to build chemistry throughout training camp. If someone yeah. tears a goddamn ACL, I'm going to lose my bananas, Matt. I'm going to lose my bananas. I'm going to lose my gosh darn bananas. Shout out. <laughs> I saw him in the in the chat before. I wonder if he's still hanging with us. But, yeah, I – right? Like, don't you want to see some of the young guys? And that's another thing, too, that got me a little hot and bothered by – releasing Dalvin Cook now. He's like, well, we can get a look at Izzy Abenikanda. It's like, well, well, you could do that for the last six weeks. What do you mean? You're going to get like two and a half games from, from Izzy where you could see, okay, what can he do as RB2? And like, I get it. They weren't really playing Dalvin Cook a ton recently, which is fine and expected, but I, I don't know. The timing was just so weird on these things. It was just like uh, another mismanagement of their roster, which was pretty common this year for this team, unfortunately. I want to talk to you guys a little bit since we're talking about the draft and everything. Um, what did you guys think of the Bears locking in the number one seed because, or number one seed, number one uh, draft pick because the Panthers wound up losing? Uh, they control the draft. They are sitting, I believe, at pick 10 right now, just behind us. How do we think they approach this offseason? Are they going to trade Justin Fields? We heard that wacky, uh, you know, sort of rumor that the the Jets could, in theory, Ugh. want to trade for him, which I feel like is a total crock of shit. Um, so Matt, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What do you think about the Justin Fields stuff, both, uh, you know, the connection sort of ish with the Jets and then also uh, what they do with the number one pick or should do with the number one pick? If you actually think Joe Douglas is going to trade for a quarterback that he could have taken second overall but didn't like that, that doesn't make any sense no. why why would he it would be different right like if he was a free agent and you're like okay you don't have to give up an asset for him but you just sign him and zach's already gone somewhere else okay that's a little bit different but you would have to trade something for for fields and he's on the same timeline as zach which everyone's saying well the timeline with zach doesn't line up so you know just move off of him that one that one makes absolutely no sense. I think they are trading fields. I could see him in Atlanta, maybe somewhere like that. Um, I think you get a second or third round pick for him, probably a second round pick, I would say, for, for Justin Fields. And I would go quarterback and wide receiver with my two picks if I'm the Bears. New quarterback, get him a nice target as well. Let him be on their rookie deals together. The defense has played much better. They hit on their offensive lineman that they took, right? Uh, who's it, Washington or Darnell Wright? Mm -hmm. Whatever his name was that they grabbed last year in front of the Jets. But uh, offensive line's playing a little bit better. Quarterback, wide receiver, I think, is what they do. Green Bean, what about you? What do you think the uh, – oh, this is a good one. Look at this animation right here. Screw this guy. The perfect time. Yeah, shoot him in the face. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Green Bean, how you feeling about uh, the Bears, the connection with Justin Fields, that weird trade rumor kind of a thing, and then also yeah. what they should do at the top of the draft? I don't see. I, I think, you know, what Matt said. Dude, the optics of taking Zach Wilson, completely ruining his career. I mean, you're just like, you know, like the whole thing, right? Like, because I don't think the Jets helped Zach. I don't think Zach Wilson is very good. And you guys remember, I wasn't a big Zach Wilson guy. But I don't think we did the kid any favors. You know what I mean? Like, let's just say it like it is, right? So we do all that. And then you you could have traded back. You could have gotten numerous firsts and still gotten Justin Fields. And you're going to go ahead and trade an asset for Justin Fields when the truth is, yes, he's on a surge right now. 
but he hasn't been great either. So, I mean, what are we going to do here? You're going to bring that guy over here? I, I just, I don't see it. I think that's complete uh, hogwash, as they say. Now, the, the Bears, did you hear? I saw something today um, that talked about the Bears think that they can get more for this number one pick than they did, um, you know, in, in, the, in the trade last year. When I they agree. got two Two first, two seconds, and DJ Moore. Could you imagine? So they take one of those firsts and they parlay it into two or three more firsts and more seconds. And what an amazing situation to be in. And that's the thing, man. Like when you when you suck, you gotta suck all the way. You gotta suck right. Well, they're no, in a good like, spot where they, they didn't even have to suck. They had the other team's first round pick that got oh, to suck. That would be good. like if Seattle just yeah. sucked and got us the number Which, one overall pick. Which they did, though. I mean, think about all the years Seattle was good. That was the worst year they had in a long time. So we did at least get lucky in that respect. We got a better pick than we were expecting. But, yeah, I mean, think about this, guys. You want to know how bad the Jets really suck? This is how bad we suck. Oh, no. We have been the, the laughing stock of the NFL for decades. This is truth, right? We have a couple moments here. We've been the laughing stock. We haven't been the worst team in the league to get the number one pick since 1997. That's how bad we really suck. We can't even suck to the degree that we need to suck to unsuck ourselves. We suck. Like that's the, we haven't been the worst team in the NFL. We can't get the number one pick. But we've been the worst team in the NFL for the last five years. Like, that's the kicker. It's We can't be bad enough to get the top pick, but we're bad enough to be horrible across the board. And you want to know why, Ryan? Because we win these games at the end like the Patriots every friggin' year. That's what happens. Two wins. Every year we do that, except last year. Last year, at least, we lost out, you know? We had that monumental collapse and just fucking lost (laughs) out. You know, but we had already won too many games. If you win two games in a season, you're almost guaranteed the number one overall pick. And the Jets wind up losing two games and they get the number two pick. Like we are just so snake bitten and screwed. We are two wins away from having, or two losses away from having Trevor Lawrence and Nick Bosa on this team right now. That's what I'm talking about, man. Ali. Brutal. Any thoughts there? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, yeah, let's just talk about Chicago first. Um, with Chicago, um, I like where they're heading. I like the team where they're heading right now. I think they're um, a solid team. They just need a little bit more pieces to work. Um, I do like what Matt said. I think they're going to go quarterback and a wideout uh, just to have you know that connection right there. Um, Fields, I feel like he could be elite with Pittsburgh or Atlanta. I think those two places – could be a place where he could be lethal. Um, and I think those are the places where we should watch him. I don't think the Jets report for us getting field makes any sense whatsoever. Um, you know, it would be cool, but it would not happen ever. Um, because uh, like everyone said, we could have drafted him if we really wanted him. Um, and Joe Douglas would have want could have done that. So it just doesn't make sense for the Jets to do anything regarding that. Um Again, with you saying about like losing out and stuff like that, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but if I if we win because of the young guns, I'm fine with it. Um, if we lose, I don't really care. Um, it's kind of just how it is. Um, but again, like we don't suck correctly. Um, if we're gonna suck, we're gonna suck. But we just don't do that, and that's why 
you get sucked back in and you're like, okay, let's win some games. Uh, let's, let's, let's show some momentum here. But the reason I'm trying to put the Jets in a bad situation is to challenge Joe Douglas to make the right picks now. He's playing for his job now. He needs to make the correct decisions. And I think this is, should be a test for him. And that's kind of what my thinking is. Because this is where we see if Joe Douglas is actually a good GM. If he can make these picks at different weird picks, if we're 8 or 12 or whatever we are, like, can he make get the job done? And can he make the trades? Can he make this team better from what it was this year, which was a trap crapshoot? Yeah, for me... Justin Fields to the Jets made no damn sense. Like right off the bat, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "That's you didn't hear that. You're you're lying. You're you're just trying to start start <laughs> something now." So that that didn't make any sense. As far as what I think the Bears should do, dude, it's hard to get the quarterback position right, and I don't know if they have it fully correct, but I think it's good enough where if they can get like three first round picks for that number one overall spot, especially if you could stay within the top five, heck, you might have a shot. Depending on what Arizona does, if you believe what Arizona is like currently saying, they're holding on to Kyler. I think they probably go. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. at number, what are they, four, I guess. So you probably can't fall back too far. But if Washington or New England or maybe the Giants want to come up and get their quarterback, I would 100% take all the assets because then you're loaded up. You got mul- you're going to have six first-round picks over the next three years, potentially, if you get three first-round picks for that number one overall spot. You can go up and get a quarterback in another draft. Like in this draft, I'm not super concerned about Caleb Williams or Drake May um, I mean, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks th- this year that I think you could get at different points in the draft. But I think if I were them, let's say let's factor out the trade out, I guess. But let's say you get Marvin Harrison Jr. at one. You take the top tackle at 10 and then you just move forward that way. I, I would I would roll with Justin Fields and the extra assets that you have. Um, especially if you wind up trading down, because then you can always go back up and get a quarterback in another draft and still give your shot the op- or still give yourself the opportunity to see what Fields is. Now, I do think, like Ali said, Atlanta makes a ton of sense for him. Let's send him back home to Georgia. And then Pittsburgh would make a ton of sense having him play with Tomlin. Uh, and that would be so fun watching him and Lamar go against each other. Because last year, I thought a backup to Lamar would have been a really good option. But Fields, I feel like, has played himself at least into a starting conversation somewhere. Um. Crossfire, I see you in here. He says, okay, everyone, I'm heading to bed. I have to work like 20 hours tomorrow in a row. Let's go Jets. Lose on Sunday. Forget Fields. Have a good night, y'all. Crossfire, have a good night. You're probably not here with us anymore, but that's okay because you're going to rewatch this at some point and you're going to know we love you. So uh, thank you. Blitzgroup comes and says, uh, excited to bring Jamal back to fill the safety void. Could you imagine if we traded his ass away for two first-round picks, got Elijah Barrett Tucker, Garrett Wilson, and still wound up with him back in New York? Fuck that guy. I don't want him. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, what's he worth? You know, Nothing, dude. He hasn't had a good season since the first year he left here. We got, like, the best deal we could have possibly got from him. That was max value. That was back when I thought Joe Douglas had his head screwed on straight. I don't know what he's doing this year. He, let's see. I, you know, look, I'm glad he's getting a chance to, to kind of redeem himself because I liked a lot of his thinking. You know what I mean? Uh, clearly nothing's worked out, especially on the offensive line. I don't know what the hell. And nobody we pull in here, first-round draft pick, third-round draft, they all die. They all Yo, I want to interrupt you for a second, Green Bean, because I do want to talk about that one report that we heard from, uh, was it Albert Breer on Cowherd, where everyone, like, it was, oh, the, the uh, Woody Johnson overstepped Joe Douglas. Yeah, they passed good. on the tackle instead. 
So basically what the, the report was, Breer was on Cowherd like a week ago, and everyone got up in arms because they were thinking, oh, Woody stepped in to draft Zach Wilson instead of taking Penny Sewell. But that never made any sense because Penny Sewell would be the tackle drafted immediately after Mekhi Becton, who had a great season. This was before Mekhi Becton actually got hurt in Carolina that first year with Robert Sala. So they are, they're like, oh, Woody yeah. wanted Zach Wilson. And so people lost their minds. And then Breer came out and was like, no, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the 2022 draft, which means Joe Douglas wanted Ikea Kwanu or Evan Neal instead of Sauce, <laughs> which means yeah. like the evaluation process of our offensive lineman for the GM feels terrifying. If he was like, like, I understand us wanting Ikki Aquanu and Evan Neal. Like there was a big sentiment of like, okay, offensive line would make a lot of sense. But the guy that has to make the pick should at least know what he's doing. Oh, scary. Yeah, Matt, but, what, so what, let me say this. Or Green Bean, you go first. One, yeah. Number one, he said may. Woody may have overstepped. If you listen to that stupid mm. comment that he made. Um, he said he's just talking. He's just talking. There's, there's, there's. He doesn't even sound convicted when he says it. Like he just says, mm. "Ah." Now let's see. Do you guys remember how Joe when when the Texans took Stingley? Do you remember Joe Douglas's reactions? Anybody remember what it was? I think, it was I think we only saw the one Jets drive footage of it. Right. We his reaction was he spun in his chair. He, he, he couldn't even control his natural physical reaction was, and he just spun in his chair because sauce was sitting because the Texans were silly enough to take Derek Stingley over sauce Gardner. Uh, I don't buy it for a second that mm. that's, I just don't buy it. I mean, Joe Douglas has used two first round draft picks on offensive linemen, one of which he used two third round picks to move up in the first round. So that's two firsts, two thirds. He used another third on Cam Clark. He used a fourth on um, on uh, uh, Max Mitchell. He used a second on Tipman. The guy's using draft picks for offensive line. I don't know what the, it's not like he's not bringing them in. They're all breaking their legs or they're all Achilles or the fat. I, I don't I mean, it's like the luck, you know, a poor Cam Clark, got almost paralyzed. You know, the, thank goodness he, you know, it didn't end up, uh, you know, taking his ability to walk and, you know, he ended up kind of, he's, he's on our coaching staff. So that's all well and good, but the guy had no injury history. Neither did ABT, neither did, did Becton, neither did Max Mitchell. It's like, it's just crazy with these guys, but I don't think, I think if you look at what Joe Douglas has used his draft picks on, the guy's not afraid to use it on a, on a, on an offensive lineman if he wants to. And I just don't buy the report. I think it's, I think it's silly. And again, the word was he may have not, he did. He, and he, look, Ryan, Hey, Joe Douglas may have, uh, you know, wanted to sell a Pontiac uh, Firebird and uh, and use the proceeds to buy a hot dog stand. He may have. We may were have. also connected to Aquanu at the time, though. That was very real. That was legit <laughs> at that I, point in time. I, I think it's silly. <laughs> Matt, you buying the Pontiac that uh, Douglas is selling? <laughs> um, no, because he fleeces everyone in any trade he's ever done so um that for that reason i i trust him in in that i don't know if we trust him in offensive lineman evaluation which is scary because if you look at what the jets are most likely to do in the first round it's yep. draft an offensive lineman so i'm just hoping he picks the right guy because it's year five with joe douglas and the offensive line needs two or three new starters for next year that that's a really tall task for one offseason I'm nervous about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I I don't know how they do it, but he's going to have his work cut out for him. That's for damn sure. 
Ollie, what do you think about the uh, Iquanu uh, or Neil selection versus Sauce? And do you think there's any legs to it? Yeah, I pretty much call it BS because I think the Jets just suck right now. Um, they're going to be a target. Joe Douglas on the hot seat. Um, they pretty much are just targeting the Jets for no reason and making reports for like this uh, just to target the Jets and Joe Douglas and stuff. Obviously, we're not. We need to see more out of Joe Douglas, but this is just false reports. I think he's like. Matt said we've fleeced Joe Douglas has fleeced teams for picks and for players and stuff like that. So um, I think it's a false report. I think it's just it's I think they're just trying to stir something that's not really there. Boys and girls, if you want to get in on our T-shirt giveaway, all you have to do is leave a comment on last week's video. Uh, make sure you hit the like button there and here. I'm gonna try and get this up over 200 likes. We're sitting at like just over 100, and we got over 300 people in here. Yeah. This is solid. Lucky Leo comes in with a super chat. Thank you so much, dude. Says, I'm confused why you guys wouldn't want Fields. He got an arm, and dude is fearless. Zach is scared, not Fields. Dude is legit. Fields to Garrett Wilson, plus that would take, uh, what would it take to get Fields? So it's not that I wouldn't necessarily want Fields. Like, I actually, I like Fields. I remember yeah. sitting here with Matt and Greenbean watching the, the, the college football playoffs saying, holy shit, Fields is gritty as all hell. Like, he's getting beat the shit, like, getting clocked left, right, and center against Clemson. So I like I like Fields. It's not that. And I would love to see him throw to Ruckert and Garrett Wilson again. That would also be very attractive. Ah. But I do not see Joe Douglas making that selection because of the selection of Zach Wilson. So that's more so my issue, Lucky Leo. Matt, is that kind of where you fall on this as well? Yeah. 100%. I think you nailed it because it was never – and for me, like I full transparency, I – rathered Zach Wilson over Justin Fields, but I was never an anti-Justin Fields guy. I thought he was absolutely someone who was worthy of a top five pick, and I thought it was crazy that he ended up being the fourth quarterback taken and that someone took Trey Lance over him. But um, it's just from an optics perspective, that looks terrible for a GM to backtrack on. And, like, I don't think they should spend a mid-round pick or whatever it's going to be to trade for – your backup quarterback, I would rather sign a veteran quarterback to be your QB two for next year and then use a developmental third, fourth, fifth round pick on maybe a quarterback you like this year and have them actually redshirt and be QB three. They hold the clipboard all year. They don't have to come in because, you know, your quarterback got hurt four plays in and you didn't have a contingency plan. Um, I, I think that would be my preferred route. Greenbee, what about you? What do you think about Justin Fields? And are you kind of on the same wavelength as far as yeah. like it's it's more so the the person that would have to trade for him? You don't see doing it. Yeah, I mean, I would. I to, that's a it's a nice distinction, and I think Leo's point, um, you know, kind of bringing that up is is important. I didn't realize that it sounded like we all like wouldn't like him. I mean, I would be excited to have a player that's kind of dual threat and, you know, and, you know, I don't know. I think Justin Fields is an exciting player, but again, he's struggled. I just, I get nervous with using draft assets and like, but I think it's my, my point is very similar to what you guys were saying. I think it's more about would Joe Douglas do that? I think it's absurd to think that he would be willing to backtrack and give away future assets uh, for Justin Fields considering everything that's gone on. I think there's a lot of ways you can go and not all of them make you look like a complete tool bag. And I think that one would, you know what I mean? So I think he's not going to do that. That's more along the lines. I think having Justin Fields here 
would be exciting as hell. And you brought up a great point. I didn't even think about that, put it together. But Garrett Wilson and Ruckert with Fields would be fun to see that that reuniting uh, uh, group as well. That would be kind of – that would be interesting to see. So, I don't know. I just don't think it's real, you know? Yeah, and if we had lost against the Commanders, we could have Marvin Harrison Jr. as well in that league. Oh, uh, Ali, how you uh, how you feeling about this? You think Justin Fields would be fine, but it's more so the GM that's that's pulling the strings here? Yeah, I mean, uh, Justin Fields has a lot of potential still. He's still like a quarterback. He's a young quarterback. He can play. Um, it's just about, I don't know if he would ever want to be. He would be frustrated if he's QB2 behind Aaron Rodgers if he came here. Uh, he can definitely be a starter somewhere else. Um, you don't want some guy to come to the locker room and be like, okay, you're QB two, but you also have potential QB one, but you're still QB two. Like, I don't, I don't really think he would like that. I don't think it's good for the team. And I don't think you don't want a pissed off quarterback two on your team as well. Um, so it just, it, it doesn't make sense for the jets. I don't think they're going to make the move. Obviously Justin Fields is talented quarterback, but it just wouldn't make sense. If, if Rogers wasn't here, it would be a different story, but Rogers is here. Go get like, Brissett as just QB2, draft a third quarterback, uh, let him actually learn and stay uh, with the clipboard, don't let him do anything, and that's kind of how the, way the the Jets should go with this. But just it just doesn't make sense for the Jets to do that. And also if Joe Douglas had to backtrack, him taking not taking Justin Fields, that's kind of that kind of looks weird. And also Zach Wilson's still another – he's still on his rookie deal next year. We still don't know for sure if he's getting released or not. So there's a lot of question marks with the quarterback position – just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, and contractually, too, the Jets would have to decide on Justin Fields' fifth-year option the same way they got to decide on Zach Wilson's fifth-year option. So it's the same sort of question mark you have by trying to trade away Zach anyway. I still think it's not like a, a foregone conclusion that Zach's gone next year. Yeah, I think, uh, now, Ali, yeah. I completely agree with you. I want Jacoby Brissett as our backup quarterback. I don't think there's any way the Jets are going to sniff a good backup quarterback, though. I think with Rodgers committing to more than one year, all the good backup quarterbacks are all going to be skittish and not come here. If it was one year and it was going to be, let's see what happens. I think we could get one. Now I'm a little less like optimistic about it. And then when I think of that next caliber of quarterback, like if it's that next step down, how much better are they than the guy that we currently have the roster that knows the playbook already? Like maybe I want to see Zach Wilson in a contract year with a healthy offensive line with new weapons behind Aaron Rodgers. Like you see him in preseason, you fluff up his trade value. I would prefer to trade Zach. Maybe like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird sort of situation. I hear you. No, I right. actually, I was thinking the same thing. I'm not convinced either, man. I don't I think, think he's this Zach Wilson thing is over everybody. Yeah, uh, I but I, over. but I will say, I don't think I, a guy like Ryan Tannehill who's going to be 36 years old. So that's I don't the think, floor that I like. I I feel like Ryan no. Tannehill. Like I don't want to go worse than Tannehill. But like who else? So like you know, J Jacoby Brissett was happy to take the job behind Howell. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, I think Howell was so uncertain he could leapfrog. And I yeah, think that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think uh, yeah. Gardner Minshew took the job before they drafted Anthony Richardson. Um, I'm trying to think other backups around. I mean, Tannehill's probably one, but if you get rid of like the offensive line coach and stuff that we kind of want to get rid of, I feel like that makes it maybe a little less likely that Tannehill winds up coming this way. Um, I, I just need like a steady Eddie kind of quarterback. Like, I don't want to say just a game manager, but 
Hey, well, what, what about this? What if Trevor Simeon throws for 250-plus this week? No. What about him, man? Let's no. keep him. Please don't. No. He's fucking lighting it up. You I... know that Trevor Simeon gave us the, uh, the only – that's only the fourth time this year that we reached the 260s. So I don't know. He's only had really a couple, <laughs> one good chance. He already did. He already took us where we've been. He might oh, be a guy. I hate now, that. Come on, Trevor Simeon, everybody. What do you guys think? Let's get no. the Trevor Simeon uh, chant going. If I could Let's freeze get- you, you know what? Here, watch this. I'm going to move this over here. You're frozen. You're frozen. <laughs> Let's go get Greg McElroy. Uh, yeah, right. No, Simeon, he really is afraid to push the ball down the field at all. Um, Brees Hall loves him though. I'm sure like Brees Hall is going to put up some crazy numbers against new England. I bet. Yeah. I would like to see him kind of go off. Uh, Radovan comes in and says, throw that loser, Jimmy Kimmel in prison. I am not going to lie. I'm out of the loop on what that means. Um, so I will move on from that. Uh, Jay Pisani says have to fire the training staff. It's a mash unit. So we are getting so many injuries. It's like more than that. I'm pretty sure they redid like the whole medical staff. Like what was it? Two years ago. And like, for whatever reason, we just consistently have the most injuries all the time. Now, I do think you'll probably have a few less if you have a legitimate quarterback and a good team. I think guys are more likely to play through injuries. But the stuff that we're seeing, torn ACLs, Achilles, stuff like that, that's not stuff you play through. I don't understand what the correct move is, how to fix it. My first option, go to grass, figure everything else out after that. Green bean. That's a good well, that's the first option. But let's say this. I mean, I think another good another good place to start would be maybe not depending on on guys who haven't played in two years and uh, forty year old guys that are uh, uh, having shoulder surgery. Maybe that's a good place to start. Uh, with Do you not, not want back to Ari? Um, well, yeah, let's bring him on. Why not? He fucking falls right in. But like, that's the thing, you know. Like, I don't. I, most of our injuries are concentrated on the offensive line. Most. For the last two years. So why, you know, it's like, I don't know, man. I think the wisdom there is, you know, kind of bring in some young legs. Like we brought in Billy Turner, um, you know, to, to uh, you know, Beckton again. We didn't know what the hell he was. He hasn't played in two years. And then you got Dwayne Brown who had, you know, he played injured last year. He had the surgery this year. He was, you know, he was injured going into, you know, the off season and training camp and everything. And, and we just depended on these guys. Of course, they're going to, I mean, it's, it's more likely that they're going to be injured uh, than not. I mean, we saw the two, the defensive line, you know, Al, Al Woods and um, and now Jefferson are hurt. But uh, I mean, by and large, I mean, most of our injuries are O-line, most. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Am, am I not remembering? No, McGovern, AVT, uh, I mean, Brown. What am I missing in there? I mean, and Tittman got banged up. Tittman got banged up. I mean, Becton. Schweitzer. Schweitzer got knocked out for a little bit there. You know, so Mitchell I mean, was I out think for that, a bit. I think that's where I mean, the rest of the team has. I mean, I got to say, I don't want to jinx. I, I, yeah, I don't, don't want to say it. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it. You know what I was E boogie says, Ryan, freeze yourself. Okay, here's my de facto frozen self here uh and here's my little timer boom uh he says how do you guys feel if the new york jets trade avt instead of huff what come on i want to talk about this matt you go first damn it yeah um 
they shouldn't have to trade Bryce Hopkins. Like everyone's like, oh well, you know, if you want to add on the offensive side of the ball, like you, you got to do what you got to. Like you should be able to keep Bryce Huff and also add on top of the offensive, you know, on the offensive line and get weapons and all that stuff. Um, AVT, I, the injuries the last two years are frustrating, and that's a scary thing. But if you trade AVT, then you need four new starters on the offensive line, like. You're just making life significantly harder on yourself by trading your offensive line depth. I say absolutely not. No chance. No chance. Greenbeam, what do you think about trading AVT instead of Huff? I think if we did, it would make you know who you know who the, I, I said it in in my podcast this week. You know who makes the most sense to trade if you look by the Jets' history. Uh, the last time we had a wide receiver that had 2,000-yard seasons in a row, we traded him. You guys know who yeah. that was? It was Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So Garrett Wilson would be the guy. The Jets don't know how to find good guys and keep them and then use our other assets to build on top of them. We find good guys and then use them to get new assets to start over with. That's what we do. So I don't I would hate to see ABT traded. I mean it's getting it's getting to the point where you start really worrying if the guy can make it a season. You know, this is concerning. The good news is it's different injuries. It's not like it's the like with Beckton, it was like the knee, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I think clearly his lateral movement has taken a a hit because of it. But I mean ABT, the good news is it's it's not that. It was an arm and now it's the Achilles and he can come back, but it, it's starting to get concerning whether or not you can depend on him. But like Matt said, I don't, I'm not looking to create another hole when the guy plays. I mean, he's all pro level, man. I mean, he's, he's a stud muffin. So kind of using him to, I mean, I don't know again, you know, then you like, I, I don't want to see Huff go either, but that happens to be a, a positional group of strength with the jets. And that's why, look, we drafted Will McDonald. I mean, that's kind of the writing could be on the wall that could be what they were thinking in the first place we're gonna lose huff next year this is his replacement so i don't know i think trading abt instead of huff would be a a bad movie boogie it's not what i want to see ali what do you think avt trade instead of huff yeah i'm not about that um especially with the position that's our weakest position in the offensive line and if we're trying to build on the offensive line we can't get rid of our best offensive lineman um, and when he's healthy, he is the best offensive lineman on the Jets currently. Um, obviously, the injuries are a concern, but you still don't want to get rid of that asset uh, just because you're trying to build the offensive line. Maybe if you get more offensive linemen and use different assets to get, or maybe hit on your draft picks on getting offensive linemen and making them work, it's more important to keep the guys that you know can work, that play well, um, and you know when they're on the field, they play at a high level. Um, And obviously it it will be a big concern if he gets hurt again this year. And then you think about doing what, figuring it out, but trading ABT would be a big mistake by the Jets. Yeah. I don't want to move ABT. Like you guys said, I don't want to create another hole on the offensive line. Not to mention his positional flexibility is going to be key for us solving the tackle problem. ABT's fifth year option is coming up this year. We have to decide on It's not going to hit our cap this year, but it's going to hit next year's cap. And I think the Jets are going to exercise that fifth-year option. It's going to be the equivalent of what a left tackle or a right tackle would be getting because it's one offensive line fifth-year option. It's not based on position, so guard would you know naturally be lower. Does not work that way. So I think what we're headed towards is a uh, Bakhtiari 
left tackle. And then either AVT is right tackle or AVT is right guard as the emergency left tackle in case Bakhtiari goes down. And then we're going to draft a right tackle if we can't get like a Jonah Williams in free agency. That's where I think this is all kind of headed. As far as Huff, you cannot let him just go for nothing. It really sucks. Really sucks. Because if I'm Bryce Huff, I'm not doing the Jets any damn favors. Last offseason, I said, hey, I would like a contract. I would like something modest, something that would keep me going in the NFL, stay here for a long time. Ah, nah, sorry. My name's Joe Douglas. Gonna hit you with the second round tender because you're not worth the first round tender. I wanna make sure someone bites on this and we get the second round pick for you. That's what you told Bryce Huff last year. And then you drafted his replacement? If I'm Bryce Huff, I am not signing a deal with the New York Jets. I'm gonna force them to franchise tag me. And at $19.4 million, I think the Jets are going to wind up losing Bryce Huff for nothing because we're going to have to try and get the offensive line corrected with that $19.4 million before we can find a trade partner for him. I think that's what's going to happen, and it really sucks that uh, we're at this point right now. Mm. Ugh. Interesting. I'm going to pause real quick because Belichick's getting blown up again. It makes me smile every time this happens. So you guys can all enjoy the little graphic. There you go. Boom! <laughs> Lovely. Uh, JJ Crevillian. Crevillian? Thank you for the super chat. It says, beat the Patriots. A lot of fans have a loser mentality. How can you be a fan of a team and root for them to lose 16 games in a row to their arch rivals? It's not that I want to lose 16 games in a row. I very much wanted to win the other 15 of these fucking games. I right. want them to lose again so I can win the next 16 games around. That's what I want. I'm, I'm looking for the future as opposed to the now that means absolutely nothing. This moral victory that we got for the Washington Commanders game, it's going to cost us Marvin Harrison Jr. in the end. So I, if, you, if you're saying why fans have a loser mentality, fans don't have a loser mentality if you win games. That is the solution. Win games early, fans root for wins. Lose games early, fans root for the draft pick. That's it. Ali, your thoughts on the loser mentality. Yeah, Ryan, I was actually going to say that after the Commanders game, that's when I'm like, whatever, I don't care because we lost on Marvin Harrison. That's kind of what my thinking mm -hmm. was because I was like, whatever now. Like, we'll see what happens after that because – that's one guy that I wanted in the top mm. 10. Um, that's the one player I think the Jets would thrive with him on this team, especially at a position that we need more depth at. Uh, we have a star at that position, but we need more. Um, and then when we won against the Commanders, I'm like, of course. Uh, we almost blew the lead, um, and I wish we did. And then we would probably lose all the rest of the games. Um, and then we still would have that Marvin Harrison right there for us. But after we won that game, I'm just like, there's no shot we're going to get him. So that's kind of why I'm like, I really don't care if we win or lose um, because we lost on the one guy I wanted. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Matt, how do you feel about the loser mentality and fans uh, rooting for a loss? Um, I don't think we should tell fans how to fan. Uh, that, that's my take on it. Like if you have, if someone who wants to, like someone like JJ wants to root for the win, I don't think any less of him for wanting to root for the win. I see his side of it. Just want to, you know, you only get 17 games a year. You want to enjoy your football Sundays. You want to see your team win. Totally understand that. If someone says, hey, I would think the draft pick is better for this team in the long term than a meaningless win. I also hear that. I've been on team numb for a while. I'm, I'm not sticking off that. Uh, whatever happens, so be it. I'm going to root for the guys on this team that are going to be here to play well and from there we'll just see what happens in the draft green bean how are you feeling about the loser mentality that some fans have well i'll tell you what 
you know, they say, uh, you, you know, the company you keep, right? Um, mm. We're hanging out with a loser franchise. It's hard. Yeah, you guys are all losers. I hate you all. You know what I mean? I mean, what are you going to do, dude? I mean, every football circle I walk into, like Ali was saying, you know, he works with Eagles fans. At least he had that over him, right? We beat you, so at least there's that. It's like a shield in front of the pain. But, you know, I lived in Miami for 15 years, um, you know, and we sucked, you know, all but a couple years down there. You know, every football circle I walk into, I'm a loser. And I mean, so, I mean, like Matt said, fan how you want a fan. Uh, there are people looking at it for the season like, hey, I just want to have some fun. I totally get that. Uh, you know, you know, and then like, again, when we weren't mathematically eliminated, I was all about winning. Like, hey, man, it's a 1% chance. I don't give a shit. I'm rooting for the win. I'm rooting for the miracle. I do that. Once it's done, I'm a long-term fan. I'm going to be here till I'm, till I'm, you know, in the grave. I'm going to be rooting for this team till the last year of my life, most likely. And I want to see, I, I know that you're more likely, you got a better shot of getting a good player at the top of the draft, those blue chip guys. Now the Jets don't always know how to pick the right guy up there, but it's still an improves your chances. So I root for that sort of stuff. But hey, man, loser mentality comes with what you're doing. It's like, you know, I don't know, man. Like the old saying, you hang out at a barbershop long enough for you. What are you going to do? You're going to get a haircut. You know what I mean? It's just the way it goes. Oh, that makes me smile. Uh, Radovan comes in and says, injuries aside, Keith Carter sucks balls. Wow, that's very... Oh, no, he says, is uninspiring and needs to go. Uh, will, they will they keep him? Plus, isn't there a great veteran offensive line coach available this free agency cycle? Uh, so Keith Carter, I do think, will wind up being the sacrificial lamb. I don't think you can have an offensive line as bad as it was and not get the boot. Now, that being said, I don't know who's available as far as offensive line coaches, but I would love anyone from Cleveland. Now, Bill Callahan's their offensive line coach. He's not leaving, but someone underneath him that yeah. knows how to, I don't know, build an offensive line or something. Like, they lost their top three tackles, and they are still dominant, that whole team. So I would say someone from, from the Browns, I don't know who that would be. Matt, do you know any offensive line coaches at all that uh, might be able to replace Keith Carter? Well, the Brown is in... Uh... What's his name there? Callahan? Isn't that where Ca he is? Callahan's the old line coach. So I was saying someone underneath him. He's not leaving. Oh, 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 okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, Keith Carter, I think, was a bad hire to begin with. I had uh, my doubts on him when some of the Taylor Lewan quotes were coming out on how he dealt with some of the veterans. Like, this is, this is not going to go well. But, yeah, I think they desperately need to make a change. One, not just because, like, the line has played poorly. That is enough. But also the number of injuries, like, I think that how he practices them and how hard he rides them really makes, you know, th th that's a difference I think for uh, why they're, why they're injuries with this unit time and time again. I know he's only been here for the one year uh, and it was bad last year as well, but I think they have to make a change. Dreamy, what about you? What do you think about Keith Carter? Do the jets keep him? And is there anyone on your radar as far as who you'd want to replace him with? I think you nailed it. I mean, the guy, the understudy to Bill Callahan, would be a pretty damn good option, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, man, like, look, we lose a couple linemen and everybody's got excuses for why our quarterback sucks. Uh, they lose linemen and everything's, you know what I mean? Like, they just keep rolling. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good mentality to have uh, that the next guy up can fill the, the role 
that you need him to fill. And 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 also too, it's on the offensive line coach. Like if if your guys are struggling with the assignments, it's your job to kind of work on that and figure out what best works with the guys that you have. And we don't seem to do that. You know, we look lost. Uh, a lot of the time, more so than guys just getting beat, right? Like we see guys just getting steamrolled. We saw uh, last, uh, you know, in uh, Cleveland in the last game, we saw Miles Garrett just flat out schooling Makai back then. I mean, so that's one on one, mano y mano. He's getting beat. We see that, but we also see a lot of confusion on the line. You see three guys running to, you know, the whole right side of the line is over here by themselves. And then there's a whole bunch of defensive linemen running free. And like that, that's the kind of stuff that a really good offensive line coach in conjunction with a, a present and aware and, and dare I say, intelligent offensive coordinator, what they can work on together to kind of build with the players that you have. You work to their strengths. If what I'm doing isn't working, it's your job to fucking fix that. It's not the offensive lineman's job to suddenly be able to do what you want them to do, if that's the case. So I think a guy like like uh, you know Bill Callahan's like the creme de la creme. We know because we had him here for years, and guess what? We had the number one and uh, top three uh, offensive lineman. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, line group in the NFL during his period that he was here. It was we never went out of the top three, if I remember correctly. In some years, we were the number one offensive line. So having a guy that's been working with him, and the proof is in the pudding. You see it on the field. I think that'd be a great place to start. And I, and I do think he should get fired, man. I think he's done. There, there's no good reason to, to justify why we would keep that guy. I mean, there's no good reason other than 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 Aaron Rodgers, it's it's his guy, to keep Hackett. I mean, this is the worst offense we've ever seen. And we, we are the land of bad offenses, man. So, like, okay, if Hackett's going to stay because of the Rodgers thing, somebody's got to go. And you know what? It would be cool. If you have a guy on your staff that if the offensive coordinator, if the play calling isn't isn't working, that you could kind of step somebody up. Like another like young offensive mind, like somebody that's good. Like who would we go to? Fucking Rob Calabrese? Todd like Downing, who? I think. Is the... I mean, what, what's he done? Get rid of him too. Well, I think this he's guy. called plays. I think that's just the only other person that has called. Yeah, passing game coordinator. Mm. Wonderful. Thanks. Ali, what do you think about Keith Carter? You think you keep him, or are there any offensive line coaches you're kind of keeping an eye on? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know like any offensive line coaches that I would have an eye on, but he definitely needs to get removed. Um, you know, we see around the league um, with the Browns, especially, you saw entirely lose positions. They like top tier linemen, playmakers, defensive players, and the next guy steps up, and the Jets just don't have any guys that step up. Um, if someone goes down, uh, and that's a Joe Douglas issue. That's a coaching issue, and that has to be addressed. And that should be addressed by Woody Johnson and be like, what the hell are you guys doing? Because you have to have backup and you have to have depth. And the Jets were trying to build depth, but their depth sucks. Um, they can't go in. Their coaching has not been great this year. Um, and you need to make changes. You look at the Browns, man. You, like They just came. Uh, we went to Cleveland to see them. They have, like, backups. They didn't even have Amari Cooper out there, and they still blew us out. Um, they have guys that have stepped up, and that has to do with coaching, but also the GM doing their job, and the Jets just are not doing anything correctly. So there has to be firings here. There has to be someone fired and held accountable for this because the Jets need to show that they're actually trying to do something to improve this team, and a fire would 
show a message that we're trying to change something here. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. This is this this sucks. <laughs> I, I don't know who to bring in. I don't know how to fix this because I, I agree with like Green Bean. It feels like it's a coaching issue on the like with the scheme because I was watching some of the plays last week. And literally, you have Simeon rolling out to his right, and you've got linemen, like, not sure where they're going, like, confused. Every time we have a stunt, it's, like, the easiest sack in the books. Like, they just don't know how to pass off blocking. They don't know how to, like, I just want to see a helmet on a helmet. Guy right in front of you, stop the guy that's closest to you. Just do that. Put your arms out. Stop someone. I'm not an offensive line coach. I can't do it. But. <laughs> yeah, but right, but simplifying it, right? Like, if yeah. if they're if they're confused... The natural order would be to simplify it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, and if 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 just a hat on a hat, like you said, is what we got to do, just man up. Go man. If that's what we got to do, at least you know the guy in front of this guy is going to get hands on. At mm -hmm. least you know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many it's free just, rushes we get in nonstop? It's like, you know, uh, you, you have Carter on one side. And then he, I think there was Conklin that was right next to him. And Conklin like attempted to hit Miles Garrett and like missed. And Garrett was just running free at yep. at friggin' Simeon. It's just like, I see this way too much now. Luck Leo comes in, says, uh, if Mac Jones gets cut, I'd like him to be backup quarterback. I do not want Mac Jones sure. at all. The dude's a dirty fucking player. He kicked dudes yeah. in the dick. Like, I think he's a shit person and I think he's a bad quarterback. I do not want him on our team at all. Does anyone else want. Mac Jones here, fucking cottage cheese in a uniform. No, no one wants fucking Mac Jones here. Uh, that's disrespectful to cottage cheese to say something like that. That's yeah. true. I'm sorry. That is that is Shay's favorite food, cottage cheese, right now. He is a bag of milk. That's what he is. Sour curdled fucking almond milk. milk or something stupid. Not even the good milk. Well, I'm not talking 2% of whole milk. This dude's like, I don't know. What's the worst kind of milk? Sour milk. Sour milk. Yeah, sour milk in a bag. Screw that guy. That's right. Yeah, I mean, dude, lucky Leo. I, you know, I, I have fond feelings toward you, my friend. But that is a terrible, terrible take. He's a dick grabber, dude. He's a pecker puller. You don't like those guys. <laughs> yourself, pecker puller. <laughs> he grabbed Sauce's pecker, dude. Uh, he did. Who does he that? Kicked, he kicked that Ravens player square in the balls too. Yeah, dude, what's wrong with this guy? He twisted someone's ankle at the bottom of a pot. Mac Jones is a dirty fucking player. Yeah, he's garbage. He's a bad dude. He's a bad quarterback. He's a bad dude. He's a bag of sour milk. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> Done. E-Boogie comes in, says, 2024 draft all offensive line and picks as many undrafted free agents. Yes or no, says E-Boogie. So... I don't know if you guys, I guess this is kind of a good good point to maybe steer the conversation a little bit towards the college football playoff. I don't know if you guys watched. Those games were freaking awesome yesterday. The Alabama-Michigan yeah. game. That was great. Like, man, that snap being bad really sucked because they they had, like, the guard pulling where the quarterback could have ran behind and, like, the low snap. I think he just panicked and ran straight up the middle, and it was a horrible uh, execution, I guess. And then Penix going off with Washington was something special. And then they kind of took their foot off the gas at the end of the end of the game. But there were a few guys, JC Latham, uh, Alabama, right tackle, and Troy, I'm going to screw up his last name. Uh, oh, God, I typed it so many times today. What the hell is it? Something with an F. Um, left tackle. They both have positional flexibility. JC Latham has played right guard, right tackle. He has about 140 snaps at right guard. Troy, on the other hand, has left tackle, left guard experience, and then a little, he played two snaps at right tackle. But um, Matt, offensive line 
in the draft, do you have a favorite player right now, or are you just like, give us all of them? Yeah, I would take uh, any one of them. Uh, Alt and Fashanu are, I think, in a tier above. And then I put in that second group, Mim, in no particular order, but mm. Mims, Fuwaga, and um, Latham. Latham mm. is more, he's pretty much exclusively on the right side. And I don't know if he is someone who would make the jump. But here's what I said in my video earlier today. The Jets did this the last time with Tristan Wirfs. Remember, it was, oh, well, he's only on the right side. We didn't know if he could play on the left side. And then it just turns out he's a really damn good offensive lineman. Like, some, like don't overthink it sometimes. Good player. If he's your guy, take him. Greenbean, what about you? You got an offensive lineman you like right now? Yeah, but we're not going to get him. So there's that. Uh, but I think um... – you know who I like more than people are giving credit for so far is Fuaga uh, mm. in the draft. I, I like him more than the high. I think it'll come around. It happens every year. I will mm. say the, the the guy I liked most last year was Anton Harrison. Remember we were when yeah. the, when Broderick Jones was t- I was screaming Anton Harrison. Suck it, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know. But anyway, he went back in the first, right? Like he was 26, 27, somewhere in there. Yeah, he was. He he, I mean, he wasn't expected to go in the top half of the first, but so he went kind of where he neither was was McDonald. McDonald was supposed to be like a first, early second. If you, right, Anton Harris, Anton Harrison, or, 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 you know, Will McDonald, if I had a reach for one of them, it would have been Harrison. Oh, totally, man. So I don't, again, like I'm, I haven't been able to like, you know, look, I hang out with Dom C, right. Who's mm. like, you know, Dom C sends me more shit guys than, I mean, you guys are all, all going to get it. I think his draft but he's guy like, you know, awesome. Dom is, Dom is, I mean, he's, you know, knee deep in this stuff, you know, in, uh, in October, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's already doing all the, so like, but as far as like my own evaluation, like I haven't really been able to muster up the gumption to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, but like, I just, I'm still, I'm upset by this season as like Ali said before, it's like, you know, it's just, I'm like, I'm beaten up. Like this season has mm-hmm. kind of stolen a lot of my joy. I'm, I'm a positive guy too, everybody. Like I'm a, I'm a, I've been positive for years with this team. I can't find it. You know, I can't find much. I love Garrett Wilson. I love Brees Hall. I love our defense in, 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 in most respect. So there's a lot here that's more than, like, the sucky Jets teams of the past. Like, we had nobody, man. We had, like, Jordan Jenkins and, you know, and, like, those level of guys. That was our top guys, Jordan Jenkins and those types. So we have a nice – I mean, dude, if this is played right, like we have a serious core here. There's a reason why the NFL gave us so many primetime games because Aaron Rodgers was looked at as the final piece. Like we had enough around to kind of justify it. So I think um, this has just been very disappointing. So I'm finding it hard to kind of, you know, like usually I get excited about like watching tape and watching full games and zeroing in on – I like that shit. I haven't been able to find the, you know, the joy in it just yet. I will. But so, so far, I'd, I'd love to see one of those top two or three guys slip um, and just kind of fall to us. Like maybe, you know, the quarter, there's a you know, extra quarterbacks are taken and somebody does something stupid and takes, uh, you know, a player that nobody has in the top five or something like that. That can always happen. But I think the Jets, if, if we end up with like a Fuaga, 
um, J.C. Latham. I mean, these guys are right tackles, you know, generally uh, pretty much. But anyway, I think I'd be pretty happy with those guys, I think. But I'm hoping we get like a bona fide, you know, starting caliber left tackle. But if right tackle, I, I, I would take that, too. You know, I had someone with their nipples in a twist uh, upset with me about my breakdown video yesterday. I was like, oh, you know, I got eight guys I look at. I butcher names. Like, you guys know when I try to read Super Chats, I jack this stuff up all the yeah, time. Yeah. And this dude was like, oh, you can't even pronounce uh, A.D. Mitchell's name right. I was like, well, sorry, I screwed it up. Addy Mitchell. I saw it on one fucking scouting report, and it's A.D.I. It's A.D. Mitchell, not A.D. <sighs> Well, yeah, his and then name the other is one was like, I, I keep screwing yeah. up Rome O'Dunes name and I'm keep saying Romeo Dunes. And I was like, I know that's not the name, but I keep fucking it up. Stupid. Romo Dunes. Yeah. Yeah. Adonai AD. Right. Yeah. Adonai. That's like, um, he could jump out of the gym. That guy's freaking good. There's a lot I hear of really I, you know, I'm, we, we're Jewish here, right? So, you know, we have, uh, I, I forget, I'm not Jewish, but I'm like by proxy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but Adonai, I forget what it means in Hebrew. Um, but I hear that all the time. It's like, I think he's, he's named after something religious, but mm. people just call him AD. That's my take. There you go. Curly Norman says, maybe we could sign Roger Saffold to play guard next year. Yeah. Ali, you think we bring in uh, Roger Saffold? I hear that guy's pretty good. <laughs> I hate this team. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, Zani comes really in, do. says Mike Munchak for offensive line coach. Last time he coached 2021 for the Broncos. Uh, maybe Dude, I'd take anyone at this point. Just got to get uh, someone in here. And then lucky Leo says, I take it back. I don't want a bag of sour milk as my quarterback. Yeah, Thank good. You. There you go. Well done. Glad Leo. we changed your mind. Yeah. What else we got going on in the chat over here? Oh, there's Dom. See, he's in the chat. Hey buddy. Oh, yo, what's up, Dom? Dom sent me his uh, his draft guide, Green Bean. It yeah, is that's what I was saying. If you didn't get legit. it yet, he's going to send it to you. Oh, yeah, right? It's, it's good. so good. Right now. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, made, I made a pact with myself uh, for mm -hmm. my mental sanity that I want to look at draft stuff until the end of playoffs or when the mm -hmm. Senior Bowl starts. Because I'm just like, okay, I'll look at the first round or whatever, but I can't go in depth right now. I just, my, I just can't. I'd rather enjoy some football before I go and dive into that. Cause that's going to nope. be for what the next four months. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take the high road and just watch some good football because the Jets didn't have not played football. That's whatever they're playing. They're not playing football for the last few weeks. Like as long as the season just ends and then I feel good about it. Like, it's like, all right, I like watching the college football playoffs because then you're seeing like the best players go against the other best players, except for Georgia. Georgia should have been in the, in the final four. They blew the doors off FS, FSU. I'm excited. I think, is it next year, the, the first year of the 12-team playoff? Because that is going to be a lot of fun. And I think you're going to get a much better evaluation of the players. And I think you're probably going to see more of the top recruits play in those games because I think NFL teams will value those games more than some of the games regular season. Now, maybe like the very tippy top guys, maybe they you know, don't, don't have that. But I would say like anyone from like second round and later, they're probably all playing at that point. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? What do you think of the, the playoff expansion for college? I think it's cool. Uh, I, I am in on that. I am in on getting more more teams involved. And you're right. I felt like teams got got hosed. They were, you know, they could only do four this year, but it felt like, you know, you mentioned Georgia. They they lost the SEC championship game, but they're one of the best teams in the country. 
Uh, Florida State goes undefeated, and we, you know, obviously, we know what happens when in that game. But uh, still, I I think they should expand it. I think it's good for the game. Grimby, what about you? What do you think about the uh, college football playoff expanding to twelve yeah. teams? I like it too. I know people are complaining. I think it's uh, everybody. You know, change is weird and bad, and you know, we don't like it. Um, I think the more involvement, the more inclusion, the better. And uh, I think what you were saying before, Ryan, I think you were saying, you know, getting more play, more like you know, young players in front of people, um, you know, like kind of highlighted and, um, you know, kind of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, not the spotlight, but you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, but you're yeah. you're on a big stage now. Everyone's watching. Big it's stage, different when yeah. you're versing, you know, yeah, Alabama, uh, you know, community college. And you're you're you know the legit Alabama, and you're running the score up seventy to nothing. You're probably not getting many many eyes on that game, right? Yeah. So yeah, I like it. I'm I'm a fan. Ali, what do you think about the expansion? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I love the Rutgers win against the U. Um, you know, that was a big uh, win for New Jersey in general. And mm -hmm. just seeing Rutgers win, you know, like Rutgers is in Big Ten, they get crushed by every team, but like this, they're finally getting some juice on that team and they have some young guns that are, could get drafted as well. So um, it was fun watching that game. Uh, Greg Chiano coming back and winning something for Rutgers. I think that goes a long way for just New Jersey in general. Uh, Disinfo says they'll probably start paying college players. They kind of already have with the NIL stuff. I think that's gone a, a it's a good step in the right direction. They're going to run into a few issues with title nine. I think that's the, the part where the schools end up paying because of, uh, having some sort of like equal line drawn across the board for all sports. And it's tough because outside of basketball and football, there's, I don't know how much money other sports are really bringing into schools. Um, but the very top end players, if they're getting the, you know, sponsorship deals and everything, especially with the 12 team playoff. And now you have those players highlighted on a national stage. I think more guys are more likely to end up with more NIL numbers, uh, more NIL deals. And then, I don't know where the money goes from all these playoff games. You'd think they'd have to like, I don't know, pull the the screen back a little bit because if they're making gobs of money from an expanded playoff and the players aren't seeing any benefit of it, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a discussion at some point too. Matt, what do you think about paying players or or like the extra revenue that comes in from from these games? Um, I think players should be able to make money off of their likeness. Um, I, I know that's kind of a, a, a con. For some, a controversial one. I feel like that's a very polarizing topic, right? Uh, you have the well, you're getting the you know the free education, and you know now the, you talk about the competitive integrity of oh maybe they want to go to this school because they can market themselves better and make more money. But I think how they did it before was terrible, and they make like Johnny Manziel. If you watched his documentary. He basically got them a new stadium with how much he electrified that fan base and made zero well i mean he he did some illegal stuff but if he followed the the, the rules he would have made no money off of any of his time at right. texas a m which i think is absolutely ridiculous so i'm for it i'm for all these guys making money off their uh their likeness agree me what about you what do you think about the players yeah, and I, paid i feel the exact same way johnny manzel is a great example but there are just so many more there are players that never make it to the NFL. You know what I mean? Like they're, Reggie they're, Bush lost a Heisman. What's that? Reggie Bush lost a Heisman. Well, because of the baloney. You know, yeah, they, he's, it's ridiculous. He shouldn't have yeah. lost it. Well, right. Because right. So 
but like you look at these guys, look at you know, like I'm I'm here in Charlottesville with with UVA, right? Like so, these guys are big stars in this town, and you know, it's a it's not the the best school or anything, but they're they're in the ACC, and and um, you know, they're they're legit, like they so like there are guys that like they're never gonna make it in the to the NFL, and if they do, they're a you know they're an undrafted free agent or they're a late round pick, most of them. And they never get to do anything. But while they were in college, they made millions of dollars for the school. And I and I and I get the argument about the free education, uh, and that should be factored in and all that sort of stuff. But I think that these guys, uh, uh, most players in college football, they never get to get that big payday. But they are, you know, uh, good enough to be, you know, kind of you know popular and make money for the school. They, you know, they do great things. Uh, for the school and they get they get nothing they just kind of walk off and they end up being al bundy you know like, oh that back in the, i scored four touchdowns and it's like yeah well nobody knows who you are outside of that bubble and i think it's a great opportunity for guys like that to to make some money and it could be life-altering stuff um and i think uh, again the schools have made you know collectively billions of dollars off of what are, are, are essentially no-name guys by our standards and uh, and they could have gotten something out of that that could change their life. I'm a big big fan of it. As far as how it pertains and, and affects the NFL, like the draft and all that, yeah, it sucks. Like you see, like Marvin Harrison might stay in school and what that does. We'll learn how to live in that world, just like with free agency and all the things that we argued about throughout the years that we didn't want to change one way or the other. Once it's there, you just figure out how to live in that in that world, and it becomes the new normal. And I think uh, it would benefit the young guys. I think that's what's most important. Ali, what do you think? Paying players to play in college? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I feel like the way to think about it is, you know, these guys are dedicating their entire lives to football um, and to the sport that they're respectfully playing. So from middle school, maybe even preschool, they start playing football or basketball, and that's all they're doing for their entire lives. They're missing family time. They're missing uh, with friends, going out with friends, stuff like that in the college experience. So they should get some compensation for it, for helping that school, helping the team. Um, and, and they don't get recognized enough because there's such a little amount of people that go to the NFL or the NBA uh, or base for baseball. Like, so there's a very slim chance for them to live out their dream, at least reward them from what they're doing. And, um, what their struggles are. Maybe they are coming. You don't know what their background is. Um, do they have family problems, stuff like that? You know, are they from a poor family? Stuff like that has to be considered because they're playing football because they're talented. Uh, they're enough to go to a college team to play football. So they should be rewarded for help, helping them win games, helping them, you know, college football is not, like college sports in general is insane schedules. Um, and you literally have no time to do anything else besides go to practice and eat and go to sleep. Um, it's literally what it is. So they need to, it, it's good. It would be a good way, a good gesture to show them that we're appreciative of you. And we uh, like, we appreciate that you're grinding for us and this is what you're getting for it. Not to mention, I've said it before, but and it applies more so to NFL players, but I'm sure to some degree it hurts the college players as well. But to play football in the NFL, the average lifespan of a male in the U.S. is 75 years old. The average lifespan of an NFL player, 55 years old. That's a 20-year shaving off your life to go play ball. Like, that's crazy to me. Now, if you can find a way to pay the players and make sure they're getting some cut of this pie, like, 
the, the schools are raking in money. They got a, a constant pool of players, uh, of fans coming in every year because of their program. So even if you're not making money off the football itself, the football program is drawing admission dollars in for people that want to go to Alabama because Crimson Tide are so good at football. So I, I agree with you guys. I think you got to pay uh, the players. Matt, I'm going to have you go over to last week's stream uh, and pull up some comments. The pack are back comes in with a super chat. Thank you so much. He says, love is balling. Love to the Jets in 2038. Yeah, did you see the stat that like love is close to setting the record for passing yards for the Bears, I think? Is that what it is? Was that did I see that correctly? It can't be that? like this it has to be a single season passing record, I think. 17 games. For the Bears? I think so. Thought I saw that. WM says uh Love needs something like 30 more passing yards to break the Bears passing yardage record. So it's got to be in a season. Oh, 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 okay. I don't understand. Somebody help oh, me. You're saying like passing if, is what the Jets can't do. It's no, it's but like Love running the doesn't ball. play for the Bears. No, I agree. But but what they're saying is Love only needs 30 more passing yards to break the Bears. What passing would be record. like the Bears quarterbacks have been so bad that Jordan Love the first time starting, he's going to break the single season record for passing yards. That's what they're trying to say. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to confuse you. I get, I get no, I mean, why I you're confused because love I mean, doesn't play for the I, Bears, okay. but it's like, I, I, hey, screw yeah, the Bears. It's like if, if uh, you know, Joe Schmo quarterback comes in for the Patriots next year and throws for fucking 4,100 yards and breaks the Jets' all-time single-season passing record, that's, the, that's essentially what he's saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hate everyone. Oh, this team. All right. Whatever. Get out of here. Pack is back. You can come back. Screw you. It's all good. All right, Green Bean. How many uh how many comments we got? Uh twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Matt, how many comments we got? Uh I believe it's ten. Let's do ten. all ten. Okay. So when Green Bean, you tell me when you're ready and I will list I'm, off this one. I stand waiting for you. James Falls eight nine three. I hope he's okay. Yeah, he falls on 893 times so far. The <laughs> Wedge 9324. Sometimes I call him the Wedgie. Because there's an E. The uh, Wedge. The Wedgie. Aaron Gertz, G E R D T S. D T S. Gertz. Okay. Pure imagination. Pure imagination? Yeah. Like our Jets playoff chances. Right. <laughs> Stacks maxed. Stats okay. maxed. Is that like how you make uh, trying I'm trying to come up with a name for every single one of these? Michael Clemens, the Madden football player. Stats maxed. Got it. Andrew Gr Grizanka. G R Andrew won last week. Two weeks ago? Last week? Two weeks ago. Yeah, he's a commenter, man. Dude, he's got he his cheese head is so good. We got pictures of it. It's great. Rebecca Walsh. Glad to have you, Rebecca. Uh, hang on. There's a repeat. FBJT. Flush Tube Shows. Sounds like a maximum flatulence name. 
Yeah, and and that's it. That's all I had. Can I just say real quick, I didn't mind Michael Clemens, what he did to the Cleveland fans. I thought it was funny, and I liked it. I, just want to say I think that. it was playful. I definitely came off a playful, little more like aggressive right? than like I intended to, but I definitely – I think he was having fun with it. I just think it's – I don't know. Probably not a great look when you're it, it's, getting thumped. Yeah, when you're getting your doors blown off, it, it, it wasn't malicious. I think he's like he wasn't doing it with malicious intent. He was having fun and playing around with them. But that's to me, I put that in the same boat as when you're down 45 10 and you make a big tackle, but they still gain three yards and you get up pumping your chest. It's like, uh, I was going to say the first down, like yeah. <laughs> you get blown out. It's Antonio Holmes gives the first down, down by 30 points. Yeah, like that. But, exactly. like, but like, what has Michael Clemens done this season to like be able to do that? Like, Dude, what has he done what? this year? Why he came does he have what? Like, tell me what the, the only thing he's done all year. Tell me what the parameters are to tell a fan base to go fuck it just, him. It just doesn't make any, it just doesn't make any sense. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think it was fine. I just want to make that known. I think everybody's panties well, he's about to get need cut, to get unbunched. So he's not getting uh, John comes in with a super chat at the end here. He says, what's each of your favorite drinks? John. Um, so you did not say alcoholic drink. So coffee. I was, oh, dude, I'm a big, <laughs> so I don't do it all the time. I have iced coffee like every morning, vanilla iced coffee, but I'm a sucker for a tall glass of whole milk, chocolate milk. Oh, love it. I thought you were just going to say regular milk. I, was I want a bag of sour milk. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. I want Mac Jones. No, I don't. Jesus yeah. Christ. No, I would say a bit tall glass of chocolate milk. That's one of my favorite drinks. What about you, Green Bean? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I uh, I think drink coffee every day. I like iced coffee. I like cold brew. Um, but yeah, I'm a big water guy. Everybody, I drink a lot of water. Look at this fucking thing. I drank like three. Of, I drank okay. like three of these today. I'm not even kidding. I'm almost done with this one. I need to. I don't drink as much water. water. I, the water that I drink is through my iced coffee, which is probably not same thing no matt what do you think what's your favorite drink um i drink water the is what i drink the most but i you know what i know it's not good for you but i do like soda uh i i I don't drink it every day uh i'm not like oh my god i gotta have my 15 cans of a soda a day but i enjoy a coca-cola um sue me i don't like diets here's my stance Mm. i think diet soda people who say i like the taste of diet soda better than regular soda they are lying there's no way <laughs> that people actually believe that uh so that's gonna be my drink take for tonight to uh rile up the the chat before we go yeah i would say i don't like diet soda the only diet soda that i think tastes remotely okay is diet dr pepper uh, i'm not a big soda guy i actually i so i do I, i'll drink coca-cola with like a slice of pizza or a burger or something like that or dr pepper or something along those lines have you are you a seltzer guy matt at all i know you're gluten-free so the white claws might tickle your fancy yeah i do like i do like white claw um i but not the I regular a, seltzer like no i don't drink i don't drink regular seltzer but i will go for a spiked seltzer um those are those are good or a high noon something like that i'm a big mm-hmm. i'm a bourbon guy i didn't want to go alcoholic beverage um so i was gonna go regular um i would but yeah i don't know sometimes sometimes a crisp coke a nice cold coke hits right just does sure. yeah yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't fault you for that. I, so the reason, like, or the the ability of me to switch off of soda was because of seltzer. Yeah, I like the bubbles a lot. The, oh, bubbles, the bubbles is what right. I found attractive in the soda, as opposed to like 
I guess the rest of the flavor of the soda. What about you, Ali? What's your uh, your favorite drink? Yeah, I mean, if uh, for soda purposes, I mean, the only time I really have it is if I'm having either a pizza or like a burger or something like that, like something very heavy and greasy. And I only go Sprite. I only take a Sprite or uh, sparkling water. Uh, that's to help just digest it a little bit. Um, obviously, I'm a big water guy. And then um, recently, I've just been drinking Prime. That's uh, that's all. I, pretty much the energy drinks are amazing for like workouts and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all three things I pretty much have. Dude, remember how many energy drinks I used to drink? Remember that, Dude, guys? All the time. Yeah, <laughs> was, I used to you, get two role models street. when they have the, the Minotaur and they go and take the piss and it's like highlighter green. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's how I envision green beans pee. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I had to like, I just stopped. Like, it was like uh, April of this year. I just said, I can't. I mean, I, I, I might have had two since then like purposeful like i was needed to drive and i was i needed four more hours and i was shot and i that was the only did i used to drink those things like i would i would buy like like cases and i would for every stream i would bring two of them in here just for a two-hour period i would have two fucking big monsters crazy i see jeremy in the chat he says ryan drinks a coke with his italian hot dog that is absolutely true i did have a coke with my italian hot dog that i had with green bean and jeremy and dom c that was and wonderful. And Team Bean, that's right. That was wonderful. Uh, I uh, I want to have an one. I want I want one of those right now, actually, Ryan. I bet you want an Italian hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get the sausage, <laughs> or whatever our fucking sausage. intro says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. What is the total number of contestants for this one? I I totally flooded this. See up. what we did here. We got uh, thirty-seven in the house. Thirty-seven. Does that include John's last chat as well? Yeah, so I maybe I missed one there. Yeah, I just I wasn't sure if that one was included. It, it does, but I though. think we had the I think we had the double uh comment from what Matt was saying. So that might have we had nine plus the the John one, I think. So I think we're good. Yes. Okay. All right, All right random good. number. Who we get? Ten. Who's lucky number ten? Blitz crew is number ten. Ha uh-huh, ha, Blitz Crew, let's oh. see what you get. Jersey baby, come on. Pillow. Mug. <laughs> Blitzcrew pillow? gets a pillow. Well, ha- Blitzcrew, I think we sent you the pillow already. So if you want a shirt oh. or something, just email us. We'll, we'll send you something different. Um, boys and girls, we have reached the end of our show. So I want to go around and just give our closing thoughts. Ali, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Any last thoughts? Where can they find you? Let us know. Yeah, I appreciate it coming on. Obviously, I think when the offseason starts, we'd start doing this a lot more. So uh, the offseason's upon us. The Jets stink still. Uh, we're trying to get better, hopefully, this offseason. Um, it's always great to be with Matt, Green Bean, um, Ryan. Uh, you can follow me on Loyal NY Jeff Fans on Instagram. I'm starting a lot of stuff this upcoming season. But uh, the most important thing I just wanted to say, um, it is the holiday season's already done, so I'm trying to – make a donation to the children's hospital um so we're trying to work with a couple of people i haven't really gotten the details yet but if you want to if you're interested in donating please reach out to me through instagram dm uh i'll be more than happy to walk you through it what we're doing um i'm just trying to get more details on it but it's going to be an amazing uh year you can make one child very happy uh because actually someone told me a lot of them didn't get gifts this christmas um and this holiday season so it's kind of it's kind of sad to hear about that. I don't even celebrate Christmas, but that 
you know, hits you hard. So um, just reach out to me. Uh, we're figuring it out right now. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts with this. So uh, every penny, every dollar helps uh, for it's just for the kids. Um, and we're going to do whatever we can uh, to help them out. I love it. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? Yeah, I'm happy uh, we got to spend some time with Ali. It's a, it's a good hang. Uh, it may, you know, I feel better. It, this was like a therapy group. You know, I feel better now than I did at the beginning. And that's, uh, I think Ali had a lot to do with that. Uh, I don't know. What do we got? We got uh, Thursday, think of it. We got our last game stream coming up. Oh, Come man. hang out with us. Uh, it's fun. And uh, we'll wrap this season up in, uh, in uh, we'll argue about whether the tank, half of us will be miserable and half of us will be happy no matter what happens. So come hang on Green Bean Jets fan. Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets comes out tomorrow. We will preview the final game of the season this week on the channel. So make sure to follow along there and just reacting to all things New York Jets. So can't wait to continue to do it. Boys and girls, the draft coverage has begun over on Jets Talk 24-7. I will start doing my breakdowns of things, starting to look at the games. Next week, we got the college football championship, little Washington versus Michigan action. Looking forward to that. Uh, oh, and this is great. We get to end the show with Bill Belichick getting blown off the screen again. Just the way it needs to happen. Boys and girls, this is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! Go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you going to blame the defense? I got the power. Screw Green Bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. to see a Jets Super Bowl. All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk thumbs, boys and girls. Freeze run. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies. And stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Jets, Jets.